With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Benjamin Franklin warned that, quote, democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for lunch. Liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote, end quote. And most people are aware of his famous retort to a woman upon leaving the Constitutional Convention in 1787 when she asked, well, doctor, what have we got, a republic or a monarchy? His response was, a republic, if you're moral enough to keep it. Then, remember this, remember, democracy never lasts long. It soon exhausts and wastes it and murders itself. That was John Adams. And finally, James Madison, attributed by many as the father of our Constitution, he knew that democracies, quote, have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contention, have ever been incompatible with personal security or the rights of property, and have in general been in short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths. So there you have it. As a conservatarian, whether we are operating from a libertarian or conservative viewpoint, our goal is to live in a country where individual rights are respected. We aim to make it possible for the majority to terrorize or to, Im, impossible for the majority to terrorize or take advantage of minority populations or where a small number of large states determine the direction of the country without regard for the wishes of the greater number of smaller states. Remember, my friends, democracy is nothing but tyranny of the majority, and lambs have a very short life expectancy in a democracy. You're listening to the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. People realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. In 
invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Show on the American Voice Radio Network. I'm sorry, my mouth ran a little long there at the end of that last segment. I was really trying to get a thought in and just interrupted myself and other interruptions. And uh, anyway, we uh, we have six links of interest. I'm not going to do them right now. Uh, if I have time at the end, I'll do them. Instead, I'm going to jump directly to the critical thinking segment. The Guardian has reported, my friends, that under the politics headline, they say that. Poor little snowflake, the defining insult of 2016, and they report the term snowflake has been thrown around with abandon in the wake of Brexit and the U.S. election, usually to express generic disdain for young people. How can we neutralize its power, and is it a bad metaphor anyway? That's what they reported, my friends. Conclusion. The conclusion, my friends, here's your critical thinking. The conclusion is the term snowflake offends snowflakes. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Okay, before I get into the law segment, there's this that I want to share with you really fast. There's a new bill that's been introduced in Congress, in case you haven't heard, to defund the U.N. and get the U.S. out. The old bill in the 114th Congress was H.R. 1205. The new bill in the 115th Congress is H.R. 193. So here's your opportunity, my friends. Call your U.S. House representative 
and let them know you support HR 193 and would like them to co-sponsor and support this bill. Understand, my friends, that this effort to get the U.S. out of the U.N. has been ongoing for decades, okay? Representative Ron Paul had a bill to do this every year. Uh-oh, what did I just do? I, I, uh, there it goes. Every year, my friends. And, um, you know, every year that he spent in Congress, you know, and, but the timing, the timing is wonderful, my friends. The timing is just wonderful. If we was to make this happen, you know, we'd never have to remake America Great Again, you know? So, just 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 letting it out there. And just like the story about repealing Obamacare, well, I'll believe it after it happens. And the story about Obamacare, that's in one of the links of interest. That I'll try and get to it. But let's do the Roy's School of Guerrilla Lawfare, L-A-W. That's learn and win through a better education. We, we turn off the instant messages. We turn off the phones, et cetera. And we focus on something that's either of great personal import or of a very strict constitutional nature. Today, in light of all the stuff that's going on, the idea of a constitutional convention, the idea of getting us out of the UN, all these other things, I thought I would hearken back to that SCOTUS decision out of Arizona. You know, so I'm hearkening back now, what, five years, uh, four and a half years now, my friends? But it's important because here is. Well, here's a constitutional crusader view of the issue, my friends. The Arizona immigration issue was a direct assault on state sovereignty. I do not say that lightly. Never, my friends, has an opinion by the Supreme Court been more aptly titled as an opinion because that is exactly what Justice Kennedy and his cohorts have delivered in the case of Arizona versus the United States. It is nothing more than an open display of judicial activism. The majority opinion is not a legal explanation on the constitutionality of Arizona's laws, but is an ideological dissertation on this current administration's view of immigration. That would be the Obama administration, in case you're wondering who I'm talking about. Not only is this opinion devoid of any appeal to the Constitution, it is very, very dangerous. It is an aberration of fundamental constitutional principles and a brazen assault on our state sovereignty. I mean that, seriously. Chiefly, Kennedy takes the supremacy clause of the Constitution, which declares that the Constitution is the supreme law of the land, and translates this, actually, in my humble opinion, he pulls it out of his ass, into a principle, into the supremacy of the federal government over the states. There couldn't be anything more contrary to our founders' intent. Let me repeat that, my friends. 
This opinion is a monumental assault on the sovereignty of the states. Can I make that any clearer? Let's read Article 1, Section 8, Clause 4 of the Constitution. And it states that Congress has the power to establish a uniform rule of naturalization. The purpose of the federal government in the case of immigration, as Justice Kennedy appropriately acknowledges, is, quote, to be a single voice of the nation for foreign relations, end quote. Yeah, yeah. Well, this external focus is in line with James Madison's directive that, quote, the powers delegated by the proposed Constitution to the federal government are few and defined. Those which are to remain in the state governments are numerous and indefinite. The former will be exercised principally on external objects as war, peace negotiation, and foreign commerce, end quote. Indeed, my friends, we must have a single rule of law regarding immigration, else foreign nations will never know what to expect from state to state. However, this is where Kennedy's constitutional understanding ends. And I mean that deliberately. It ends there at that point. Because he continually remarks throughout this opinion that the states are not only not allowed, but not capable of enforcing the laws that the federal government codifies. What is his authority for this opinion? Not the Constitution itself. And certainly not the founders. Kennedy does not appeal to the Constitution as the standard, but rather, are you ready for this? Quote, the broad discretion of immigration officers, end quote. Hold on a second here, my friends. Yes, some of you are probably out there scratching your heads. Did he say... What I think he just said, yeah, the standard that Justice Kennedy used in the decision of Arizona versus the United States was the broad discretion of immigration officers. That, my friends, is the determining factor of how immigration policy should be devised and carried out. Yeah. Justice Kennedy says, quote, removal is a civil matter, and one of its principal features is the broad discretion exercised by immigration officials who must decide whether to pursue removal at all, end quote. The standard for deportation of an illegal immigrant is 
not the law, according to Kennedy, but an arbitrary determination of the Department of Homeland Security, which we all know reflects Obama's declarations in regards to this, my friends. And now that it's all been done, now we wait to see what the new administration will do. Hmm. Interesting, my friends. Kennedy suggests in his opinion that the states must submit to lawlessness based upon the whim of federal officials, declaring, quote, were Section 3 to come into force, the state would have the power to bring criminal charges against individuals for violating a federal law, even in the circumstances where federal officials in charge of the comprehensive scheme, a rather appropriate word, the comprehensive scheme determined that prosecution would frustrate federal policies. My friends, end quote, by the way, my friends, anyone out there who understands what he's trying to say there, please explain it to me. Because that bit of gobbledygook right there, I'm sorry. I have no explanation there. That is just pure, unadulterated tripe, my friends. So, how does Kenneth Kennedy justify this arbitrary determination? Oh, you're going to love this. Quote, this state authority could be exercised without any input from the federal government about whether an arrest is warranted in a particular case. This would allow the state to achieve its own immigration policy. The result could be unnecessary hassle harassment of some aliens. For instance, a veteran, college student, or someone assisting with a criminal investigation whom federal officials determine should not be removed, end quote. So, let me get this straight. According to Kennedy, enforcement of immigration laws are nothing more than a tool to harass illegal aliens. Did you get that? Did you get that? I I, I gave that long pause to get your brain working there. Hopefully it's worked there. This, my friends, is a direct reflection of the policies of resident B.O. and not the law established by Congress through the powers delegated by the Constitution. Simply put, the states must accept violations of the law if the whim of the sovereign decides it is not in their comprehensive scheme to enforce the law. It is the whim of the sovereign to decide who gets the privilege of citizenship not the supreme law of the land. You see how that works? Yeah. Kennedy further opines in his opinion 
that the states are apparently not smart enough to know when to deport and not to deport, saying, quote, there are significant complexities involved in enforcing federal immigration law, including the determination whether a person is removable. By authorizing state officers to decide whether an alien should be detained for being removable, Section 6 violates the principle that the removal process is entrusted to the discretion of the federal government, end quote. Well, it should be apparent by now. By the federal government's refusal to enforce the law, even... Five years ago, when this decision came down, my friends, very apparent that it is, in fact, the states that have a better sense about immigration laws. And the federal government is not interested in following the law of the land. They are only interested in circumventing it to achieve their ideology. And we've shown and proved this, my friends, since this decision has come down. We've seen it happen. This is why I'm revisiting it. I'm revisiting it for several reasons. One of the main reasons is I've spent an awful lot of time here talking about states' sovereignty. And this is all about states' sovereignty. So, now that the Supreme Court, through Justice Kennedy, is aiding and abetting the lawlessness assault upon liberty, well, I want to repeat it. If you have to circumvent the Constitution to do your job, you are the criminal. Yes, and I meant that, Justice Kennedy. You are the criminal. And everyone else who voted with you, you are the criminals. Now, in true judicial activist form, Kennedy couldn't resist giving the liberty agenda for immigration as justification for arbitrary enforcement of federal law. Nearly quoting the president's position on this law, Kennedy stated, quote, are you ready for this? You might want to take a Tums or something first. I'll wait. Okay, I hope you took it. Quote, immigration policy shapes the destiny of the nation. These naturalization ceremonies bring together men and women of different origins who now share a common destiny. They swear a common oath to renounce fidelity to foreign princes, to defend the Constitution, and to bear arms on behalf of the country when required by law. The history of the United States is in part made of the stories, talents, and lasting contributions of those who crossed oceans and deserts to come here. End quote. I have to ask you, my friends, what does this have to do with the constitutionality of these laws? Hmm? I believe the key to understanding this opinion lies in knowing resident BO's determination that the DHS will not be enforcing immigration laws and for the court to opine otherwise would allow the states themselves to nullify the president's order. 
why do I say that? Simple. Kennedy's own words. Quote, if Section 3 of the Arizona statute were valid, every state could give itself independent authority to prosecute federal registration violations, diminishing the federal government's control over enforcement. End quote. There you go. Ignoring nearly two centuries of the individual state's role in making these decisions, as outlined cogently in Scalia's dissent, Kennedy cuts through one of the pillars of the republic, state sovereignty, and he cuts through it like a buzzsaw on steroids, my friends. He tramples the separation of powers and wholeheartedly supports just one more example of the executive branch stealing power from the Congress. Any hopes that Congress will do anything about it? Do you see now, my friends, why I bring you the story about a constitutional convention of the states to come and say, hey, federal government, we're sick and tired of crap like this, like this going on. So, in a statement that can only be classified as patronizing, Kennedy throws the final salt in the wound by declaring, in spite of the state's <clears throat> frustrations with enforcement, the federal government is the king, and the states must subject themselves to its authority by saying, quote, Arizona may have understandable frustrations with the problems caused by illegal immigration while that process continues, but the state may not pursue policies that undermine federal law, end quote. Yeah, the victory, yeah, the victory claimed by some is no victory at all. The Supreme Court did uphold the ability of law enforcement officers to contact Immigration and Customs Enforcement, otherwise known as ICE, when they pull over someone to verify whether that person is an illegal alien. Big deal. Justice Kennedy has informed us this, quote, as a general rule, it is not a crime for a removable alien to remain present in the United States. It's not illegal to be illegal. Really? Really? Wow. I, I wish I had known about this, my friends. I wish this had been around before the persecution of yours truly, then I could have gotten up and said, you know what? According to the Supreme Court, but they hadn't said it yet, unfortunately. According to the Supreme Court, it's not illegal to be illegal. Just wait till somebody brings that up, my friends. Because that's what he said. 
And since being here illegally is now not a crime, according to the federal government, even if law enforcement is informed that a person is illegally present, that officer will still have to let them go. Why? Because it's not illegal to be illegal. The Supreme Court has said that any other action by the state is an infringement upon the federal government's power. And according to Kennedy, state officers are not even allowed to detain illegal aliens. Quote, by authorizing state officers to decide whether an alien should be detained for being removal, Section 6 violates the principle that the removal process is entrusted to the discretion of the federal government. End quote. Yep. According to Kennedy, the sole authority to determine whether an illegal alien is to be detained or deported rests in the attorney general. Quote, the attorney general can exercise discretion to issue a warrant for an alien's arrest and detention pending a decision on whether the alien is to be removed from the United States. The attorney general will issue a warrant, end quote. Kennedy then reminds everyone that all who are enforcing these laws are, quote, subject to the attorney general's direction and supervision, end quote. Now, I'm curious, in what version of the Constitution did he find this? You know, I I really want to know. So, once again, it is not about the law. It's about the discretion of the federal government, and the federal government is king. The government has not only taken the precedent and placed it above the founders' understanding of the Constitution, but now regulation applied by arbitrary discretion is also elevated above our foundational principles. This supports the hopes of this current administration In its final few days, my friends, but with the hopes that they have that their policies will continue to carry forward to create a totalitarian government led by, well, whoever's king, my friends, whether it's King Barry the first or King Trump the second, you know, whatever, my friends. So in one decision. The Supreme Court has told every state that they do not have the authority to protect themselves. They must submit to the supervisory authority of the federal government and the Supreme Court to support the president's directives to DHS. Let me make this perfectly clear. The Constitution says the federal government is supposed to establish standards so that foreign nations will not have to deal with 50 different rules. Yes, the states are bound by these standards pursuant to the Supremacy Clause. However, the power to create standards does not infer the ability to be the sole enforcer. Once the standards are set, then the states are bound to enforce those laws pursuant to those standards. The only time the government is allowed to be involved is when the states are not following to those standards. Now, one only need read Justice Scalia's dissent to discover the correct interpretation, and I'll close out with this really fast. Quote, the most important point is that, 
as we have discussed. Arizona is entitled to have its own immigration policy, including a more rigorous enforcement policy, so long as it does not conflict with the federal law. Today's opinion, approving virtually all of the Ninth Circuit's injunction against enforcement of the four challenged provisions of Arizona law, deprives states of what most would consider the defining characteristic of sovereignty the power to exclude from the sovereign's territory people who have no right to be there. Neither the Constitution itself, nor even any law passed by Congress, support this result. I dissent, end quote. And then people wonder why Justice Scalia was murdered. Hmm. Just a thought, my friends. Sorry, I don't have time to get into the links of interest. I'll share them with you next week, my friends. Something for you to think about. It's just that simple. Well, that concludes this edition of the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. Until next week, unless the creek rises or they come and take me away again, my friends. My fellow Americans, keep your powder dry. and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Lumana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
Organic Sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. People realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. And welcome to another edition of the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. I am Pastor Anthony Grissy broadcasting to you live from the grand state of Arizona and uh, from the beautiful town of Payton. And if you're in the Payson area, folks, just um, yeah, we're the only King James Bible-believing church within about a 100-mile radius. Come look us up if you're looking forward to some good Bible-believing preaching. And we still preach the book, the blood, and the blessed hope here, no matter what the Reformers would like you to think. We still stand on that old book, guys. And uh, we're out there preaching the gospel, doing what needs to be done, as we believe the Lord has commanded commanded us to do. Now, folks, we are a show that's dedicated to tackling controversy and conspiracy directly related to Christianity. It's from a biblical perspective, because we believe the Bible's our final authority in all matters of 
faith and practice. And when I'm talking about the Bible, guys, I'm not referring to a bunch of lost originals, which our textual critics conveniently make their final authority so no one can check them by any book. Instead, they intimidate through uh, what they claim to be their um, vast knowledge in degrees and so on and so forth. Guys, we believe there is a book. We believe that God has preserved his Bible. We're just nutty enough to believe that he preserved it perfectly in the old King James. And so if you want to check us, check us by an authority. That's the authority to do so. From politics, pop culture, we believe that authority has all the answers. And you know what, Jason? I really think it just it simplifies things. It brings common sense back to the table. When there is no final authority, then everything is relative. Everything is gray area, and it complicates things. And that's where, that's, that's where the enemy wants us to dwell, in a, in a realm of question marks. In a realm of we have really no idea, just whatever makes you happy, that makes us happy. And so let's all join hands together and tiptoe through the tulips happy. But it, hey, Pastor, it never ends up working out that way, though. Never does. I mean, the, the more that people seek their own happiness in uh, wickedness of this world that goes against the Bible, the less happiness there is. Yeah, we're going to talk about that tonight, aren't we? Always. You know, it, it, you are absolutely right. The more we strive for some sort of utopia, <laughs> the more we fail. It's just not going to happen. The Bible teaches that Christ's sacrifice, Christ's sacrifice will secure for us an eternity in that type of place. But it's not here in this life. And that, of course, only secures for those who believe. But in this place, the Bible says the whole creation groaneth and travaileth, and that is the norm and will continue to be the norm until Christ calls us out of here, until he sets up his kingdom and rules it with a rod of iron. And then we'll finally reach that utopian stage. And even then, Jason, uh, according to my scriptures, I don't know about anybody else's, but according to my book, the Bible says that uh, Satan's going to get loose. And he's going to get one more chance at it. <laughs> and then he's going to get torched by God, thrown alive into the lake of fire, and then it's all said and done, man. It's all said and done. And guys, you finally get that utopia, and it's nothing that you can accomplish. It's just nothing that you and I can accomplish. Bottom line. All right, folks. Well, welcome to the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. And, of course, uh, I'm not sure if we gave our contact information or not, Pastor, but we might as well go ahead and do that at the beginning, right? Yes. So uh, if, you are, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of Pastor Anthony at uh, pastor at paysonfirstbaptistchurch.info. And uh, you got to type out Payson That's First it. Baptist Church there. It's pastor at paysonfirstbaptistchurch.info. Or you can contact me. I'm Pastor Jason Burton. You can contact me at refreshedaz at hotmail.com. That's R-E-F as in Frank, the station owner. R-E-S as in Sam. Uh, H-E-D-A-Z at hotmail.com. Have the same email address for decades. And so you have no excuse not to send us a message today. There you go. And also, folks, uh, let me give you this update. Uh, February 26th through March 1st, just a reminder, we are having our uh, 22nd annual Muggy Own Unregistered 
Bad Attitude Baptist uh, Fellowship Meetings. Guys, you want to be a part of this. We're hosting it here at the Payson First Baptist Church. We've got four speakers. Uh, Jason, you're going to be one of them, Lord willing. And um, we're going to be uh, we're, we're going to be having a blast. We've got uh, lunch and dinner provided at the church. We've got activities for the young folks. We've got special meetings for the men. In fact, you're going to be addressing uh, the issue of uh, property tax and uh, the Lord's Church. Yeah, I, 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 you did such a great job at the LC conference. I would love for you to do that here. And so, and just we're going to talk about why the church should stay under the Lordship of Jesus Christ as opposed to yoking up with the state, which there is no Bible to back that up, guys. There simply is none. And um, so, if you're looking for some good Bible believing preaching during that week, February 26th through March 1st, you're on this side of the country. Come look us up. Um, you know, you might have to get a hotel because right now we are filling up fast. Uh, All right. Season, I think we're just about full up. We're, we are packed to the gills. And, um, guys, those of you who want to be a part, you're going to have to be on your own. But uh, come get some good fellowship, good music, good preaching. And uh, we're preaching each night, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And it'll start at 6 p.m., go all the way to whenever the second preacher's done. We only do this once a year, guys, so we, we pack in a bunch of preaching. You want to be a part of this. That's February 26th through March 1st, so come be a part. Now, Jason, uh, just this happened just uh, this weekend. Um, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, um, as I was picking up my dad from the airport, um, the shooting at Fort Lauderdale had taken place. And um, interestingly enough, when I picked up my dad, he was bringing over a family heirloom, a 30-odd-6, uh, Remington 30-odd-6 semi-auto uh, that my grandpa uh, hunted with and that my dad has hunted with, and now he's passing it down to me. And so uh, he took it over the airlines from Tampa, Florida. And oh, uh, wow. we got to, yeah, we got to, he got to Phoenix and it's almost a five hour flight, uh, got to Phoenix Metro Sky Harbor and they met us down in the baggage claim with his rifle in a case. And we had no problems getting, you know, to and from and out of the, out the door, uh, no issues, nobody panicked, nobody freaked out that we had a rifle case in our hands and, um, meanwhile in Fort Lauderdale, some guy decided to take out, I think it was five guys five guys to point blank range, I believe just right up to one guy right to the head and it, and took him down and uh, several more people were injured. And I don't even know how this guy survived this. I don't know how this guy survived this, why they kept him alive. There's so many armed uh, officers at an airport. Uh, you see somebody shooting uh, random people, man. I, I don't need to know his reason. Uh, you're, you're going down. You are going down. That's the bottom line. But he survived nonetheless, and uh, he uh, I guess he um, faced a judge today, uh, oh. according to the news. But there are a couple of things that I find interesting, and the one I did not pick up because I just haven't been paying attention to the news that much. You brought it up. Uh, this is another Muslim shooting. Yeah, absolutely. Everything seems to be coming down on the side of that. You see a picture of him in a green scarf, which is, uh, I forget the exact name that's given for that, but uh, it was popularized by ISIS fighters. And he's also given the sign um, that ISIS makes in his gesture. Apparently he converted to Islam and uh, even made some Islam 
uh, records, according to his MySpace page, or some, yeah, or yeah. recorded some is- Islamic songs, and so uh, where he's saying that Allah is great in them, and so uh, this is not just an, a a wacko, crazy person. Well, it is because uh, Muslims generally are that way, but uh, it, it seems like at this point in time that it is an Islamic shooting, which most people probably in this day and age suspected to begin with, Pastor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My first guess was it's another Muslim guy. And, uh, of course, he's not. He's Hispanic. He's not Arabic. I say, well, do you equate Arabic with Islam? Yeah, for the most part. I racially profile tough tamales guys. But anyways, um, the uh, and not only that, but he has uh, he he re- he listened to uh, Islamic music, as you just said. But he also um, claimed that he was forced to join um an Islamic group. He was forced to join. I, I, now I don't even have it in front of me right now, but uh, he said he was brainwashed or manipulated to join this group. Government mind control is what he is calling that. And that's an interesting thought, Jason. That's an interesting thought. Can somebody control your mind? You know, you, you, you hear of the Manchurian candidate type thing, and you wonder, is that possible that you could be hypnotized and forced to do something like that? Can a man uh, be held responsible if he was controlled um, via hypnosis or whatever they would whatever they would use. Now, there are a lot of conspiracies that suggest that our government is doing that, uh, that you know, has been tr- putting it in, it, whether it be um, fluoride in the water or whether it be something over the airwaves. But as a saint of God, as one who's called on Jesus Christ for salvation, is this a possibility that one could be brainwashed? Now, that doesn't negate his responsibility. And I, and I say this, Jason, about... I say this about um, even uh, someone that might be uh, retarded. I guess you're not allowed to use that word. I don't care. But uh, for someone that might have mental issues to begin with, if a man goes off or a woman goes off and they were mentally unstable, people knew or didn't know about it, and they killed a bunch of people, that doesn't change anything in my book. I don't care if they are insane. The Bible is clear. You shed man's blood. The government has a responsibility to make him pay the price. Even if he's standing at the hangman's noose and he says, I still don't know what I did, that's fine. That should be easy for you to go down then and you take him out that's just the way it should be i don't even know why this is a great big debate if this guy was controlled by something and he performed these acts um out of his mind i don't care i think he should go down regardless but can a man's mind be taken over there's a principle that's called Occam's razor, and that's that the most likely um, uh, way to resolve a problem is is uh, is the most likely one that actually occurred. And so in this case, you see somebody that has converted to Islam and uh, was in the military, was in Iraq, apparently for two years or one year. I'm reading different things in different places, but uh, apparently converted to uh, Islam. We have pictures of him now that uh, – appear to be uh, related to that conversion to Islam, the recording of the music, things like that. It's, it, it becomes very obvious that, uh, that he intended to do what he was doing and that, and that uh, you know, there, there probably wasn't any kind of brainwashing that went on. I, I do have a theory. It's probably, it's not based on anything. And so I don't really feel like bringing it up. But uh, I don't know. I don't think that he can use brainwashing 
when you have somebody that has identified already as a Muslim, and we know that there are Muslims who want to kill Christians and or, or Western society in general, and then we see another shooting happen in an airport, I don't know how we could uh, say that this guy maybe was under sort, some sort of mind control. I'm not even sure that I believe that there is anything such as a Manchurian candidate mm-hmm. or somebody that could be under that sort of mind control. What do you think? Okay, well, th- this is my thought, and, uh, and it's, I think in every situation we need to go to the Bible always. And so Amen. Uh, that's being a little redundant, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, you've got to go to the book. And so we have several examples of men that have been out of their mind. Now, for the most part, every example of a lunatic or someone out of control, whether it be the maniacs of uh, Gadarene or in Acts chapter 19 um, or the, the, the poor uh, distraught father who brings his son to Jesus Christ and he says, my son's a lunatic and he can't right. control himself. He's being controlled. Um, all of that was demon possession. Okay. Yes, so correct. I do believe that a devil can possess a man and take control. There's no question in my mind. Then, um, but the, this, obviously, now I would say the devil is behind this in Fort Lauderdale, okay? No doubt in my mind on that either. But when you get to the book of Daniel, you find another interesting situation where a man, a king, who has all of his senses, he is obviously pretty sharp, he rules the world, guys. He is, he, he is represented by a golden image, and he is the head of that image, all right? And he is the top dog. So in all the kingdoms that come after King Nebuchadnezzar, Jason, they're somewhat inferior to him because he is an image of gold. Regardless of that, in Daniel chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar gets a portion of the Word of God. And in this portion, he refers back to a dream and a warning, and Daniel tells him, listen, Nebuchadnezzar, you had better give glory to God. This is a warning to you if you don't give glory to God. In Daniel chapter 4, verses 24, all the way to the end of the chapter, he said, you're in big trouble. And um, in verse 30, the king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power, for the honor of my majesty? And while the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee, and they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever your will. So at this moment, because he took a position of Jason, God took away his rationale. He took it away is. his, I mean, literally he went out of his mind so much so that he could not be in civilized company. They said they drove him, drove him from men. He was the king and they drove him away from people because he was a threat to other human beings and they left him to eat grass like an oxen. And he became a madman, he became a beast. And so Jason, I have to say that anything's possible with your brain when you fail to give glory to God. Well, I would say that, yes, you are correct in that, in that aspect. The difference between the, the biblical examples of people that are either demon-possessed or out of their mind, like Nebuchadnezzar, is that they behave in an irrational manner. You've got the demoniac who's living in a graveyard who didn't yeah. even have any clothes on, right? Right. And uh, attacking people that came at him. You have uh, Nebuchadnezzar who was as a beast. Um, and so you see, it takes a great deal of rational thought 
in order for an individual to board a flight, apparently from Alaska, and to go through this multi-step process in order to shoot people in an airport. It's not something that somebody who is completely irrational would be able to pull off, I wouldn't think. And so the biblical examples are that they don't really have a consciousness of what they're doing, and yet there was a great deal of things that had to come into place in order for this person to be able to uh, commit this shooting. And that doesn't seem to me to be an irrational uh, possibility. I, I got another passage. On this, okay, Good. all right. And this is Acts chapter nineteen. So in Acts chapter nineteen and verse thirteen, certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, "We adjure thee, or ye by Jesus, whom Paul preaches." And there were right. seven sons of one Stephen. So you know the story. So they come before this guy who's got an evil spirit. And the evil spirit answered and said, "Jesus, I know." Paul I know, but who are ye? Now, here's the interesting thing, verse 16. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overcame them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Right. So here we have an individual that is possessed by a devil, a couple guys who do not have the protection of the Holy Spirit of God on them. These guys are not Christians. I think that's evident. They they're just using Jesus like a talisman, right? Yeah, you know, just absolutely. say his name, yeah. and if we repeat his name seven times, then it'll drive the evil spirits away. And they confront this evil spirit, which is rather a bold move. Um, I, I, man, I'd be just a little bit nervous, but they confront him, and that demon, uh, out of this human being, responds very um, uh, sanely. This is not a nutcase. This is a this is a this is a human being who responds to him, and he says, "Look, I know who Jesus is, and I know who Paul is. I have no idea who you guys are." And then he attacks them, and he wounds them, and he is so effective that he beats seven guys. And not only does he beat them, but he strips them stark naked. You think about this: wounds them and leaves them stark naked, scared for their lives. So here we have a man that obviously is not in control of his functions, but he is, I mean, this is something that Hollywood would like to portray as superhuman. He takes seven guys and successfully rips all their clothes off and hurts them bad and scares the living daylights out of them. Yeah, and you know what? He's he's demon-possessed, and that demon certainly had a rational... Uh, aspect about him and that's that is actually a good point so what do you think exactly happened in this case because we can we tend to think all right uh i i believe in the supernatural there's no doubt about that um we know that evil things happen and evil things are done do you think this was a case of demon possession then i well i most certainly do not believe that um this guy had the holy spirit on him so uh, for a man to kill someone oh yeah i in understand such that cold blood jason i, I there's got to be a demon in him well the natural I mean, man's you know, got to be able to do that right because well, the bible says that's one of the 10 commandments that we're not to do which sure. uh natural man would tend to do to one uh, to another natural man without i mean we can murder people without being demonically motivated right oh yeah yeah. Because of the flesh. Uh, uh, well, I, again, to kill, well, who is the father of murders? You know, he was a, yeah. he was no, a you're murderer. Right. That's what the Bible, this is how the Bible describes Satan. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he is the father of lies. 
So, uh, you know, um, and Frank points out that Satan is more into terror than murder because he didn't kill them seven guys. Well, I, I, I don't disagree with the fact that Satan is into terror, um, but uh, he is also a murderer. And um, so obviously Satan is behind it, but that's stating the obvious. That's, that's not really getting sure. to the heart of the problem. The heart of the issue is the man claims that he was under mind control. Now, it doesn't matter to me. I would say that's a cop-out because a lot of people have gotten out of sentences or at least the death penalty because they were able to claim insanity. So as a judge, I would have to look at him and say, whatever, man, whatever, you're still facing the firing squad. Or, well, now what do they do? They give him a lethal injection. Well, he probably won't get it. I think uh, you wait like uh, 20 years before you actually face any kind of execution. So you live your life no matter what. But regardless of that, um, can a man be under mind control? I think so. Can a human being control another man? That's another story. And and I've got to say that I still wouldn't give credit to man or even our federal government or any government for that matter. I believe it's got to be demonic. And so for a government to try to involve itself in that kind of that kind of action, like a Manchurian candidate or whatever, they'd have to get into the dark arts, Jason. They'd have to get into, they'd have to get into that 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 realm of uh, Satanism, and and I do believe that 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 realm does carry with it a power that is obviously devilish. Can a government do that? I think they can get involved in that kind of thing. Well, remember this, Jason, that um, here's another passage of Scripture, and that is in the book of Esther, where Haman actually, um, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering the story correctly, Haman uh, actually uses uh, um, the casting of lots, or that uh, he uses kind of witchcraft in order to determine the day in which to destroy the Jewish people. So it is not uncommon for a government or government people to get involved in that kind of thing. Well, we know that the great influence that uh, that evil can have over the minds of, of the youth and things like that. In fact, television is called programming, right? And uh, also yeah. on the radio because we're programming and it ends up being able to program uh, children to believe certain things. That's how we ended up with the uh, the whole climate change thing and, and uh, so many millennials being liberal and the colleges turning out the way they did. But I guess it's just a matter of scale. Is it possible to program somebody into being able to uh, commit a murder like this? I mean, that's an interesting question. And uh, I think that those verses that you brought up certainly apply and are worthy of discussion. Sounds like, folks, that we've got the music playing in the background already. We're already halfway through this broadcast, Pastor. Well, you know what, folks? If you uh, want to be part of this broadcast, you can jump into the chat room, go to theamericanvoice.com, and uh, give yourself a super secret identity. Jump into that chat room. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back, uh, and we'll see you on the other side. This is the Contenders for the Faith Radio broadcast.
financial obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w's.thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Welcome back to the Contenders for the Faith Radio broadcast. Of course, I'm Jason Burton, broadcasting out of frozen Union City, Indiana. And with me, as always, in the big squeaky chair, the only megachurch pastor in Payson, Arizona. The uh, Oh, flanked by the Cedars of Lebanon and has the Library of Alexandria back in his office. I just I saw that a while back. It's Pastor Anthony Garissi. Now, hey, Pastor... I gotta, yeah. I gotta give an announcement of my own. You, you announced your meetings out there in, uh, in uh, February, and uh, the first part of uh, March. We are actually having meetings here as well. That'll be March 12th through the 15th. We're gonna have Pastor Mike Hoover up here. So if you're anywhere close to Union City, Indiana, you want to make sure that you join us March 12th through the 15th. We'll also be having uh, Brother Steve Epley and his wife are coming, and so we're excited oh, about that as well. Neat. You're going to have the Eppleys? We are. Oh, man, we go way back. That is so neat. Well, cool. Now, folks, if you think that uh, there's just too many meetings going on, well, we are thousands of miles apart, folks. So, And uh, we are also weeks apart. And so we don't conflict with each other. And for those of you who live out in the... Um, the uh, Midwest, then you can get on down to Jason's conference. And if you're out in the West by us, then come on out to ours, February 26th through the 1st. That's how it works. So um, also, um, again, if you can contact us, we'd sure love to hear from us or from you. Uh, you can email Jason or myself. Love to hear from you. Or you can call me, 928-474-3530 is my phone number. That's a church phone number. and uh, Or do something wild and hairy and come visit like LT has done. And dodge the elk as you come to Payson and uh, turn uh, west on Main Street, and you can't miss us. You absolutely can't miss us. So, Jason, we were talking about in the first half of the broadcast the idea that one could be brainwashed and controlled, and that is what the um, this 
this shooter, this murderer, has claimed that he was forced to join jihad. He was forced to uh, kill people. And, um, and so people wonder, is it possible to be uh, controlled by any kind of faction? And I think we, we, we have to say, without a doubt, that there is a protection in the Bible. Yeah, there is some protection in the Holy Spirit of God. Um, Absolutely. You know, there's all kinds of mind manipulation that goes on, whether it be in Walmart or, uh, you know, um, on TV and all that stuff. But what protects you from all those things is the book. It's the book. And, um, you know, we're talking to Frank between the show or between the break. um, And he was saying, well, you you wouldn't do those things unless you were – predisposed to do it to begin with you know you, you wouldn't go kill somebody um unless you already have that desire in you and that i i don't disagree with that and i think that's what the word of god does is it purifies the heart and the mind that's why we hide it within the heart he said thy word have i hid in mine heart that i might not sin against thee i do not believe jason i do not believe that as a believer in christ uh, whether it be uh, a witch, a uh, voodoo doctor, or um, uh, or um, Hillary Clinton herself through uh, dark Ooh. magic, I don't believe they could control me uh, to kill someone or do something that would violate God's word. I just don't believe it. They could torture me into doing something. You know, it's possible. It, yeah, the body can only stand so much pain. But to control my mind... I, I don't believe that. I believe we are protected by the Bible, and I believe we're protected by Jesus Christ. Yeah, Pastor Mike posted a good uh, verse in the chat room in Romans 8 and verse 9 where, he, where it says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. We're yeah. protected by the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in us as believers in Jesus Christ. Now, we can still, as you said, suffer uh, physically while we, were, while we are in this flesh. But uh, the fact is that we are protected by the Spirit of God and through the uh, Word of God when, when it comes to um, any possibility that we could be taken over by uh, mind control. Uh, we, uh, there was another interesting topic brought up in the break, Pastor, about, uh, about submitting yourself to those things. What do you think of that? You know, if a Christian was to, for instance, submit themselves to uh, hypnosis, in other words, would they possibly do something that would go against uh, their will or go against the will of God in that case? Not outside of their conscience, conscious decision. I don't believe that they could be forced to do something against their will. Um, I, I just, I don't believe that. All right. Uh, now I know of people that have submitted themselves to hypnosis in order to break an addiction, uh, and they were Christians, or at least they professed Jesus Christ, and the hypnosis didn't even work. It just, you know, it, 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 it. it caused them to despise their addiction, but they went right back into it. So um, I don't have much confidence in hypnosis, never have. Uh, I just, I'm not confident of this mind, co- uh, mind control thing actually being a thing to, for any believer in Christ to worry about. Uh, the scriptures show us that in arrogance and pride, you can lose your mind. And I have seen men of God do that. Those that claim the name of Christ get lost in their own life and lost in their own missions and lost in their own uh, battles 
that they didn't, they just, they, they once were friends and they became enemies. All right. But even them, they were not controlled by some government or by some evil force. In their case, they just got so chock full of pride that they just resisted the Holy Ghost. They weren't listening to him. And what once was a friend became an enemy. All right. And that's, I, th- I believe, the extent of being out of your mind. Now, you, there, I, I'm not disregarding any kind of mental, you know, like, um, what do they call it? Asperger's and uh, any kind of mental retar- uh, retar- retardation. You know, I... I'm not there are certain brain damage, yeah, chemical imbalances and things like that. Sure, yeah, uh, a physical result of of some sort of damage. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm not arguing that, and I'm not saying that uh, these, you know, these poor children that uh, they they're born in, with with mental handicaps are, are somehow a punishment of Satan. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, sometimes if you teach them to love Jesus Christ, they'll have gifts. And there'll be blessings in ways that you just, uh, you know, uh, uh, a sane man could never replicate. And so um, I'm not knocking that at all. I do believe that in some cases a good solid spanking is good for those that are just out of order, not uh, just because they're ADD. No, they just need a good spanking, all right? But um, so I, 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 the reason why I bring this up is because in, in, in this world, Jason, it's, it seems like um, there's got to be something to fear. And Christians are so guilty of this. They, the, the Bible says be careful for nothing, but in everything with thanksgiving. Um, oh, now my mind just drawn a blank. But we're to be giving glory to God, okay? That's just the bottom line. We're to be giving thanks to God. We are to be lifting him up to the highest place in our lives. And, um, and we are not to be consumed with worry and fear. And that's not being soft in any way. But I'm telling you, some Christians get so caught up on the Internet uh, with their conspiracies, they put the tinfoil hat on and fear that something might control their mind. I, uh, how in the world could you discount the Holy Spirit of God in such a way? So for you listeners out there, you get this. Uh, there's no amount of fluoride that the government's going to put in you to control you. It's just not going to happen. So get busy and serve Christ. Now, there are two other things that I want to bring up on this, and that is um, the mass shooting. Again, what he killed, five? I think yeah. it was. Muslim. He's, he's Muslim. All right. I think, I think we, can, we can solidly say that he is Muslim. But uh, I was reading the Gateway Pundit, and they brought up something that's rather interesting, Jason. It's saying that mass shootings under President Obama surged to 246.7%. That, that's, a, that's a percentage. Um, yeah, it is. It's two and a half times almost. Two hundred and forty seven percent. Wow. Yeah, that's right. So so here we have another perfect example of um, a man who wants to take our guns away, legislate guns, regulate guns. uh, And under his presidency, we have more shootings than ever, you know, than than the previous presidents. In fact, I think they they said mass shootings. And this is according to. the FBI. The FBI identifies an individual as a mass murderer if he murders four or more people in a single incident, not including himself. And they said under Barack Obama there were 37 mass shootings, and then we under George W. was 15, Bill Clinton 18, George Herbert Walker Bush seven, and that's the list they've given us. All right, so 55 total under Democrats and 22 under Republicans. Does that even matter? Or is yeah, that it matters uh, a lot. Two hundred forty-seven percent. Yeah, that's significant. 
you know what it matters for is that we're living in a time that's very much like it was in the time of the book of Judges, where every man did right, that which was right in his own eyes. And so what are some people going to see as right in their own eyes, going and shooting up a whole bunch of people? When yeah. we've lost our moral um, – when we've lost our moral background, our moral foundation, which used to be based on the Word of God in America, and that goes out the window, then, of course, people are just going to base their morality on what feels good to them. And to some people, it feels pretty good to go in and blow a whole bunch of people away. Yeah, well, they I guess the uh, video game industry thought they'd have an avenue for people's events. So you got these very realistic games where people are actually doing that. But in truth, those games are just simply desensitizing us to the killings. Yeah, you know what? They are so realistic now, and I don't think there's really a, a – there will be arguments made as to whether or not those actually affect people in terms of reality. But you're right. It desensitizes them. In fact, the military knows that. They yeah. have they have uh, soldiers play those types of games in order to desensitize them to violence. Once you get a taste for that violence, then you, you almost have to live uh, for that violence and uh, – and you don't realize the enormity of what you're doing. I mean, you got somebody that's flying a drone over a, a group of people in, in Iraq, right? And they're sitting behind their desk somewhere, a base, and, uh, and they destroy a whole bunch of people, and they watch it right there on the cameras, just like a video game. And yep, so, absolutely. Yeah. Desensitization right. is a real thing. It sure is. Okay, so Frank brings up something in the chat room that I can't ignore, and I think he's on to something. He says, okay. so I'm wondering, why aren't any of these mass shootings happening at IRS offices? <laughs> I, I believe um, Frank is pointing to a know. conspiracy here, though. But I, and this, <laughs> is what, this, is, this is my third point on this shooting, and that is uh, there, will be a con there is going to be a desire to ban weapons from being transported uh, via the airways. And, um, and I think that's all I think that's all the agenda of the liberal left. But it is proven, I believe, that whenever you have a liberal administration or a liberal um, government, that crime increases. And uh, I say, well, when you get to places like Cuba and China um, uh, under communist control, that the crime seems to decrease. Well, no, no, no. I, you don't understand, guys. The crime changes hands. When there's a total dictatorship or total government control, the crime just changes hands. It leaves the citizens' hands and then, then rests and resides in the government's hands. So you take Soviet Union. Um, yeah, they can brag about under the Soviet Union how crime dropped. And, uh, and then when the wall came down, then uh, the mafias uh, built back up again in their countries. Well, the fact of the matter is it just traded hands. All right. When the Soviet Union was in control and, and, and the communists were running things in Russia, they were the criminals. The government was the criminals. And nobody talks about the concentration camps in Siberia, all right, where hundreds, thousands, millions of people died. Starvation, deprivation, I mean, just brutal, unjust conditions. And... Um, so that's all that happens, guys. Whenever you have a government that controls the, the uh, armaments, that controls um, the right to defend, then crime just switches hands and, be, and is now in the hands of the government. And it's always that way. Cuba, same thing. China, where'd those political prisoners disappear to? And where do they continue to disappear to? So, yeah, there might not be as much gun violence in the hands of the citizens, but there most certainly will be in the hands of the government itself.
Well, you know, what else really is there to say about this issue? It, it, just the fact that uh, any time you see something like this, it's a heart issue. And yep. it's also a demonstration of what our world is going to be like without the influence of the Holy Spirit. You know, when people start to have absolutely no restraints on what they do, I mean, we were talking in the break also about that uh, about that poor retarded kid that was um that was taken captive for two days and oh, beat yeah. up. There's yeah. no moral restraint in many areas of our country right now. I mean how do we respond to that as Christians? Here's the deal. You know, even twenty years ago, ten years ago I would say, you could walk into the inner city and you could hand out gospel tracts and you could talk to people without fear of of necessarily being beat up or shot, you know, if it was daytime or whatever. But uh, we have large sections of our country that that is not true in anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, say, for instance, if you go down to Dearborn, Michigan, and you take gospel tracts with you and you hold out scripture signs um, on a street corner down there in the middle of the day, sometime in the middle of the week, I mean, what what would happen to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you would be, your life would be in danger. It would, and things have changed in our country, so we're losing that moral uh, uh, foundation of our country, and and we see that our society is just, it's not going to be able to last. Anytime anybody has done everything that was right in their own eyes, it's just been pretty much anarchy after that, so. You know, and um, this, I got to promote something here. This is, this is a good segue. The, um, we, I have mentioned this before that uh, Heirloom Audio has put together a series, Jason, of just some oh. of the most fantastic audio dramas out there. And okay. their latest, and this, this is what this makes me think of it, their latest um, is, is called The Reign of Terror, and it is a story from G.A. Henty. Now, if you've never read G.A. Henty, I encourage you to do that. He was a oh, great fantastic. writer. Yeah, yeah, great writer. Um, I don't know if we would agree on everything theologically with him, but, man, he had it down as far as um, states' rights, as far as uh, revolution, uh, as, for, uh, as opposed to independence. And, I mean, just he, 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 he nailed it as far as boys being boys, proper romance, all that stuff. That he just... He was a great writer. He is he obviously is he's he's dead. He's he's um he, he was a prolific writer in the 1800s. But in this reign of terror, I I the this this audio drama Jason, he brings out something that's rather interesting. The story has um the author or the 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 the, the main the main character of the story is talking to a boy, and the boy was um, commenting on the history of our war for independence, and he was oh, calling yeah. it the American Revolution. And the character in this drama says, no, 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 it wasn't an American Revolution. He says, there's a great bit of difference between revolution and a war for independence. And I'm glad he makes that distinction. And then the story goes into tell about the French Revolution. And they say that the American Revolution, or the War for Independence, and the French Revolution were the same thing. And they were not even remotely oh, the same thing. Absolutely. And so this, this is what makes this audio drama so fantastic, is he goes on to show what the French Revolution really was. And what it was is they had journalists during that time that had worked up the people to a fervor against nobility. So much so that if you even said... You thought their murders of women, children, and men, just because they were noble blood, was unjust. The mob 
would take your life. And, and, I, and we're looking at the United States of America now, Jason, and that kind of class warfare is being fanned by President Obama and his minions, and it's also creeping into the church as well. You know, the rich are oppressing the poor. All that sentiment. Jason, what people learn from history is they don't learn from history. We are repeating what happened in France. You've got to remove God out of the equation. When you remove God out of the equation, the revolution that will come next is going to be a bloodbath. That is a fantastic people. point, and that's one thing that I've been saying over the years is this. We are not morally as a society in a place that we could overthrow our oppressors. Instead, we would become the oppressors. It would be yes. worse. Than the American Revolution, what we call it, but it would be like the French Revolution. That's what they did. They got rid of God. It was yes. the revolution of the Enlightenment, and yes. they had gotten rid of God, and that's what it ended up turning to was brutality and uh -huh. horrible, a horrible time in history. It was awful. They, they were cutting the heads off of children and women. And anybody, no one was safe. Now, the only thing close to that would have been the Roman Catholic Inquisition. Now, some would argue that the French Revolution was in response to the Inquisition, and I don't disagree with that. But all that, all that said, guys, what men learn from history is we don't learn from history. We are repeating what has already happened. We are creating a fervor in this nation uh, where... Life does not matter, where if you have more money than the other guy, you must have got it corrupt. You must be corrupt. You must be evil, and it's not fair, and uh, skin color, is, you know, you can't judge according to that. And, I mean, I'll just – Jason, it's, it's, it's – we're creating – a situation ripe for mass murder. Come on, think about it. Uh, a gay pride parade. When in this country – has it ever been dangerous for you to protest a parade? But if you do that at a gay pride parade, your life's in danger. Genesis 19 tells us that. But we're talking oh, yeah. about something that's so far from God that your life's in danger. And if you protest a Muslim uh, festival, your life's in danger. And now if you say, no, all lives matter, your life's in danger. Sure. It's, you know, and, and this is what Obama has always wanted. Not only to get the guns out of the hands of people, because that's the ultimate end. That's the ultimate end. Well, if you can't transport them over the, uh, the airlines, all we'll have is somebody taking a gun and walking it in from the outdoors. So then it's going to end up having to ban guns. That's where that rationale leads. And that's exactly what Obama wants. And it's not Obama. That's liberal left. The, uh, the globalists want. They want a people who cannot defend themselves and at each other's throats for any reason, whether it be black, white, uh, heterosexual, homosexual, we're just working this, pe pe this country up and this world up into a bloodbath so that a man of peace can arise out of the ashes and take mm. control of the world, the Antichrist. And that's, 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 you know, we stopped teaching kids history a long time ago. Yeah. We stopped making distinctions as to what is right and wrong no Bible to settle the matter. So what else do we expect? All right, coming up next, Melissa Roxanne with New World Order Info. Folks, you don't want to miss it. We'll see you next week. God bless you.
biblical, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. jug for $189 and our premier tabletop distiller is a three and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $250. All our distillers have a stainless steel boiling pot, dome and cooling tubes and the premier version also has a splash flap to protect against contamination of the cooling tubes. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com for more information and protect your water supply.
welcome to New World Order Info, and I'm Melissa Roxanne, and it is my live show tonight on Monday, January 19th, 2015, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. And you can uh, come to the chat room. I'm not in there yet, but I will be at break. So hopefully there's people. there are people in there. There usually are. If not, they should be in there soon. Um, so um, I'm going to give you some more information tonight about vinegar. And who knows, I might get into some other stuff as well. So I've been, I've been telling you... Some about apple cider vinegar and uh, regular white distilled vinegar and and you know the the regular apple cider vinegar like I always have told you you know you have to make sure you get the organic kind the raw kind uh, such as Bragg or Solana Gold those are two good brands anyway and make sure it's unpasteurized make sure it's with the mother and it's raw vinegar, apple cider vinegar, and, uh, you know, it's unfiltered, and it should have little sediment floating around in the bottle, and always get a glass bottle, at least that's my personal preference, uh, because since it is acidic, you don't want those chemicals, you know, you don't want the chemicals in the plastic from the plastic bottle to be leached into the vinegar, because, you know, you're, you're using the vinegar for your health, and... At least that's what we do. <laughs> and most people that use that type of vinegar, they're doing it for health purposes. So, you know, to get the best benefit, you don't want to leach those type of plastic chemicals into into your vinegar. So, and then the, the white distilled vinegar, you know, it could be, and it is bad for us actually, because of the acetic acid in it. And the same goes for the wine vinegar. So... You know, I would uh, substitute the good kind of organic raw apple cider vinegar with the mother instead of using the distilled vinegar or the wine vinegar if a recipe, et cetera, calls for that. And, um, you know, you wouldn't want to give that, put that in your pet's water, you know, you, if you're going to ever give them vinegar and check with your vet and all that and research it and make sure it's okay to do and uh you know you would never want to put much in there anyway if you did choose to do that but um you know use the good kind of raw organic vinegar like the brag or the salana gold you know if you're going to do that um and uh just remember you know don't use the white kind of cheap distilled vinegar in or on your body or your animals or in their water or anything. Um, just use the, the good kind of organic raw apple cider vinegar for those purposes. And uh, so um, I'm going to just jump around probably and, and I'll start out with the apple cider vinegar, I think. So there's lots of things that it can be used for. And uh, it, it does have... Uh, antiseptic properties and also uh, it, you know it may be asked why why 
you know, do you know if there's proof for that? Well, the answer is that after taking the cider vinegar beverage over a given period, there is no odor either in the flatus or in the excretia, which is enough proof in itself. And the reason is that the vinegar destroys the putrefactive bacteria in the digestive tract. So, um, it's been observed that when two ounces of the vinegar has been poured over the daily ration of each cow in a herd, all odor has disappeared from their feces in about two months. Instead of the usual smell of cow dung and ammonia to be sensed in most cow sheds, there was no unpleasant smell whatsoever. But the treatment had other beneficial effects as well. If undigested hay, etc., had been observed in the excretia of cows, it was noticed that after two months there were no further indications of improper digestion. It may, of course, be objected that what applies to cows does not apply to human beings, but the facts prove this objection to be ungrounded. To enlarge on the subject, nowadays that a clean bowel is one of the most essential prerequisites to good health and vigor is a maxim, the truth of which is being more and more accepted by healers of all schools. And the proof of a clean bowel is determined from the odorlessness of both flatus and excretia. Where there is odor, it nearly always means intestinal putrefaction, though admittedly, offensive flatus may occur after eating raw onions, owing to the sulfur, which they contain, which is good for you, by the way. Eggs, unless entirely fresh, are apt to produce similar unpleasant effects, likewise cabbage. And cabbage is extremely healing, by the way. Uh, But we are not concerned with the purely temporary results consequent to eating these particular ailments, but with that more or less permanent state of intestinal putrefaction, which makes people an offense to others and an offense to themselves. Now, in this connection, it is of interest to note that putrefaction and decomposition are practically synonymous words. Consequently, the contentions of Dr. E. Henry Smalpage of Sydney, New South Wales are highly significant. He maintains that decomposition is the prime cause of all diseases, and hence that the most rational way to prevent and cure human ills is to be found in some agent which prevents decomposition. He advocates phosphorus, though obviously in minute doses, treated in a certain way by sunlight. But as I should be accused of advertising where I go into details, more cannot be said about this. The point that I may mention, however, is that apples contain phosphorus. As to the preservative element in vinegar, where certain foods are concerned, of this we are all aware without my stressing the obvious. But what I would stress is the fact that apple cider vinegar, by its very nature, and when taken repeatedly, must, to a large extent, counteract decomposition in the human body, and herein lies the reason why it retards the disabilities of old age, prevents putrefaction in the bowels, and cures or prevents the onset of many diseases. Now, is this 
This is not mere theory, for the evidence proves it to be an undeniable fact. In the medical world, U.S. of November 1946, Dr. D.C. Jarvis, who's very famous, by the way, and wrote a book that I have here called Folk Medicine. He was a medical doctor, and he ended up using apple cider vinegar and honey and things like that, the natural remedies, in his Vermont folk medicine practice. But he was a trained, you know, medical doctor. So, uh, in the medical world, U.S. of November 1946, Dr. D.C. Jarvis pointed out that if a person takes two teaspoons full of the cider vinegar and a glass full of water with each meal, he will observe at the end of two months or less that his stools are quite devoid of any offensive odor. And I'm thinking uh, they're talking about flatulence, you know, the, that as well should be devoid of any offensive odor. So when they're saying flatus, that, that's what they're indicating there. And um, this is a book that I have here, another book. And it does take some of the things from the book Folk Medicine by D.C. Jarvis, M.D., and it's a smaller paperback book, and that's called Cider Vinegar by Cyril Scott. And actually, it says Dr. Lust, L-U-S-T, speaking, Cider Vinegar by Cyril Scott. And then the cover says, Nature's Great Health Promoter and safer, Safest Cure of Obesity. And then when you open the book up and look in a few pages, uh, it does say Cyril Scott and John Lust Naturopath. So, it's from Benedict Lust Publications, and it's a companion book, which I don't have this one, but I'd like to get it, to Crude Black Molasses. So, that's another good book that goes with this one. Okay, so, um, from the foregoing, it will be inferred, and rightly so, and I'm not starting in the beginning of this book, just so you know. So, this is well into the book on page 53 here. Um, so, from the foregoing, it will be inferred, and rightly so, that cider vinegar is the preventive par excellence of auto-intoxication, from which so many people suffer to varying degrees. One reason why the vinegar prevents this disease-promoting condition is to be found in its action on the liver, for it has the power of detoxicating the poisons that accumulate in that organ and at the same time implementing their elimination from the body. Cider vinegar may therefore aptly be called an hepatic remedy, and one namely which possesses none of those disadvantages present in many drugs which people are in the habit of taking, for which they are wont to term a touch of liver. I guess that's what they used to say back in the day anyway. So, for proper elimination, a substance called pectin is necessary, as it has the power to draw water to itself, to cause a swelling of foods responsible for the bulk in the intestine. It is moreover a binding, jellifying, and hence a thickening agent. And people use that to make jam and jelly and things like that. Uh, well, I mean, it's in dabbles, so... But uh, people also take pectin for health purposes, by the way, you know, um, for arthritis, I know. Um, and other people use uh, gelatin, you know, but for those that don't want to use something that comes from cows, 
then they, a lot of them, are using pectin instead. So as pectin is an ingredient in cider vinegar to the former may be ascribed its capacity to promote adequate and healthy action of the bowels, similar to that produced by taking linseeds, whole, whole linseeds, last thing at night with water. The linseeds swell and to some extent jellify and thus produce the desired effect. But that is merely by the way the linseed treatment will in most cases not be required if the cider vinegar beverage is taken. Nowadays we hear of the necessity of creating bulk in the intestines, but as this necessitates the eating of more than it may be advisable to consume, the cider vinegar treatment is to be preferred, seeing that it enables the appetite to be satisfied with a lesser amount of food. Okay, so for belching, heartburn, bad taste, and hiccups. Now, we're moving to that topic. Unless due to some serious disorder of the stomach or to the habit of swallowing air, belching can be cured or greatly lessened by taking the cider vinegar beverage with the chief meals of the day. As for heartburn, that burning sensation which may occur after meals, sometimes one or two hours after, this often disappears entirely after resorting to the cider vinegar beverage, or at any rate, it is much lessened. When a bad taste in the mouth is noticed on rising in the morning, one teaspoonful of the vinegar to a glassful of water, is, if used as a mouthwash, will quickly dispel it. Hiccups, when not due to some serious condition, can be relieved at once by taking one teaspoonful of cider vinegar neat, meaning straight, without water, etc. So that would be the rare case when one, you know, could, uh, or if I had the hiccups, I could do that. Just take it straight, a teaspoon of the, the Bragg or the Solana Gold or a good brand uh, of the raw apple cider vinegar, organic with the mother, you know, and all that, unfiltered, unpasteurized in a glass bottle. One teaspoon of that will get rid of hiccups as long as it's not due to some serious condition. So, And uh, if that doesn't work, you know, I would try another teaspoon and so on. And the rest of the time, you know, uh, it, it should normally be mixed into water, you know, and uh, people do take a teaspoon, sometimes two teaspoons, sometimes more, like a tablespoon or so. Some people mix honey in there with it, and that's great to keep youthful, you know. Uh, the vinegar itself is good for, you know, keeping you youthful and, and in a good state of health. So, um, like I say, some people also mix the honey in, so that's another medicinal thing that that. People do add to the, the vinegar and the water, and I would always use the raw honey, preferably organic always would be the best, you know, in a glass container, glass bottle, and honey will last forever, you know, so um, it's worth the money. It's not even that much. I just checked the store when I was there over the weekend, and um, here anyway in Southern Oregon, um, there is still raw honey available, um, probably even organic, whether it's organic or not, the raw honey 
which is the kind that I would always use. Uh, I would never use any other kind of honey but raw honey because, like I've told you many times, uh, chances are it's not even honey, and plus it's been heated, uh, you know, to to the point to not be, you know, it's not going to be medicinal. It's not going to be healthy like the raw honey, and enzymes are not going to be in there and all that. So, you know, uh, that's the kind of gives the raw honey. But anyway, it was like something, it was almost three pounds worth of the raw honey. And it was going for like $16 and change. So I think that's not bad, you know. That's just over $5 a pound. So that's very inexpensive, I think. Especially since it's so good for our health and it does last forever. It's not going to go bad or anything. So we'll talk more about apple cider vinegar on the other side, so stick around.
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family. internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system.
right. Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and it is my live show tonight on Monday, January 19th, 2015, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. So I'm giving you some really good info tonight about apple cider vinegar. I'm going to continue on with that, and... So I'm just skipping around from lots of different places tonight with the cats skipping around here as well, driving me absolutely nuts. But uh, so you know, it's it's a good thing to have this on hand to stock up on the apple cider vinegar. Make sure, in case you haven't heard me say it before, you know, not to get the cheap stuff. Don't get the the kind that's just that just says apple cider vinegar on the the bottle on the label. It's in, you know, usually that kind is right next to the distilled vinegar, the the white distilled vinegar, which is also cheap. And it's good to stock up on the distilled vinegar because it can be very useful for disinfection, things like that, you know, um, not in or on our bodies or our animals, but for disinfecting surfaces and getting rid of mold and mildew and getting rid of bad bacteria, viruses that are on surfaces, things like that. Um, so that's something great to have on hand. So, you know, we do stock up on that and as well as the good kind of apple cider vinegar. So don't buy the cheap apple cider vinegar that just says, on the label apple cider vinegar you know make sure it does say organic make sure it says raw r-a-w make sure it has the mother m-o-t-h-e-r or veil of the mother v-e-i-l of the mother on the label and it should have little floaty stuff in there floating around little sediment and that's how you know you get you know you've got the good stuff and it's unfiltered and unpasteurized and it probably will say that on the label as well it does on the brag label i know for sure so that's what you want to look for and you want to get the kind in the glass bottle at least that's the kind we get we do not get even though yes brag does sell gallon size in the plastic bottle we don't want to take the chance of any of the the plastic chemicals that the bottle is made from you know being leached into the acidic vinegar so we stick with the glass ones we get the 16 ounce at times and 32 ounce at times and uh, even the 32 ounce is only you know five bucks and change for the brag here in southern oregon the brag brand and the solana gold is even less so you know five bucks or so a bottle that's very cheap and for 32 ounces especially you know um so that's a quarter of a gallon right there and um so that's what we do. We stock up on both kinds. We get the distilled vinegar in the gallon sizes normally, and that's very inexpensive too. It's just $2 and change for a whole gallon of the distilled vinegar. So, you know, you're not going to get the health benefits if you try to use something that just says apple cider vinegar on the label, you know, because it's been refined and pasteurized, and then they've probably made it with genetically modified apples, including not really the apple itself, but just the the trash, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to make apple juice of those apples or something else, some other kind of apple product, you know, applesauce or whatever case, 
you know, whatever it is. And then they're going to take whatever's left over, like they do with petroleum. You know, they, they make like thousands of things out of petroleum. So they're doing that with apples and they're, they're using the waste, basically. They're, they're using the peel and the cores and that's what they'll make that cheap, you know, apple cider vinegar that's not organic, that's not raw, that doesn't have the mother, that's, not, you know, it's been filtered, it's been pasteurized and all these things. The enzymes are no longer there. So, you know, it's like comparing, uh, I don't know, it's it's just not any good, you know. It's totally something different than the good kind, the right kind of apple cider vinegar to use. So you can look for that in health food stores, the good kind. Uh, you can look in the organic section of your grocery store. If they don't have it, ask them if they can get it, you know. Ask them if they can start carrying it, if they can order it, whatever. And And a lot of times they will do so. You know, and it's more convenient unless you do make a special trip to your health food store. But but our uh, grocery store here that we go to, they just have a fantastic section, and you know, both in the health section for supplements and vitamins and minerals and herbs and everything you can think of. Um, and also in the organic section, they have a lot of great things too. So I don't know. Uh, we we do go to our regular old grocery store for many things and. And if they don't have it, you know, we may have to go to the health food store, but we don't have to go that often. But a lot of times they're willing to start carrying things if we ask them to do so. So uh, that's something you might want to try. Um, And then also they may have it, you know, in certain stores. I have seen it at our super Walmart. They have carried the Bragg brand of apple cider vinegar right next to the regular old white distilled vinegar. So you may check there. You know, you may find it where the regular vinegar is as well. Just make sure you don't get the cheap junk apple cider vinegar. That's no good for you or animals, etc. So I'm just going to get into... This is another book here. Um, and this is from... Dr. Earl Mendel's Amazing Apple Cider Vinegar Book. So, if you want, you know, even more information, you can get that book. And uh, I do have some of his books. So, this one is from, like I said, Dr. Earl Mendel's Amazing Apple Cider Vinegar. Okay, so here's some different things. Um, Many of the home remedies for common ailments call for a tonic of apple cider vinegar made by mixing two or three teaspoons of apple cider vinegar in an eight-ounce glass of water and drinking this before or during each meal. And by taking this nutritious tonic, you will at the very least be helping to reduce the nutrient deficiencies that result from a typical Western diet. At least if you live in, you know, over here in the United States, etc., containing many processed refined foods, and I think that's pretty common in most of the world, you know, unless you're living somewhere on an island or, you know, where there's a bunch of tribes or something, and you know, they haven't been Americanized and all that. Uh, so natural healing apple cider vinegar kills germs and nourishes the body at the same time. So. Uh, you know, there's many different ways people are benefiting from the external and internal application of this folk medicine. 
And if you take apple cider vinegar between meals or before going to bed, always rinse your mouth to avoid any prolonged vinegar contact with the enamel on your teeth, which I always tell you. They say rinse your mouth here, but what I say is use baking soda. You know, you can brush your teeth with baking soda. So, you know, check with your doctor always about all these things. Make sure it's okay for you to use apple cider vinegar or check with your vet before giving it to your animal or spraying it mixed with water onto their fur or body or whatever or putting it in their water or, you know, that goes for livestock, et cetera, your, your pets and all that. A lot of people do use the, use the apple cider vinegar, though, for their livestock or their pets uh, or for themselves and their loved ones. So just check with whoever it is, whatever expert, you know, the doctor that you go to, your medical practitioner, your licensed one, or your licensed veterinarian, et cetera, about these things. And the same thing goes with the baking soda, you know. Um, so... But I just say brush your teeth, you know, with the baking soda mixed with water, and that is goes thorough. Brush your teeth after you take the apple cider vinegar mixed in the water, etc. Or you eat or drink anything acidic, you know, like citrus fruit or orange juice or, you know, you shouldn't really, you know, it's not good for you to drink sodas and some people call it pop I guess if you're from the north uh, but it's not good for you to drink those but if you do you know realize it's very very acidic um, coffee is as well tomato juice there's many many things so the same goes for apple cider vinegar which is good for us and um, you know it's just not so great probably for the enamel on our teeth so it would be good to to get rid of the get rid of that effect on the enamel of our teeth by just brushing with the baking soda and water after you consume it or whatever acidic beverage or food or whatever you're eating, you know, meat's acidic as well. So, you know, it's just good to brush with baking soda and mix with water and to, to keep it from you know, you don't want it to stay into contact with the teeth for long periods of time. Although it is, the apple cider vinegar does strengthen our bones and, and our teeth. It's good for those to, to keep them from becoming soft and all those things and to keep them hard, strong, and all that. So, um, athlete's foot, I've told you many times about that. Uh, you know, athlete's foot, that's a fungal infection. It's very difficult to get rid of, but one of the best home remedies... Uh, involves soaking the feet twice a day in half apple cider vinegar and half water or uh, the pure apple cider vinegar like like I say the good kind the organic raw unfiltered with the mother like Bragg or Solana Gold brand those would be good to use uh, just straight apply it to the affected areas several times a day and before bedtime so it may take, you know, it may have to be used straight if it doesn't work to to mix the water, half water and half of the apple cider vinegar and then soaking the feet in that. Um, so, you know, if, if it didn't work, if I had that issue, then I would, you know, try it first maybe with the water and and mix it half water, half apple cider vinegar, and then if that didn't work after, you know, trying that for a while, I would switch to just doing it straight. Or, hey, if I wanted to try to knock it out quicker, maybe I'd just do it straight. So, 
um, that can be applied several times a day and before bedtime to the feet, you know, or anywhere there's some kind of fungal infection. So anything you would use, some kind of fungal, you know, over-the-counter medicine for, which, by the way, causes liver damage, liver injury, because, for one thing, once our cats had ringworm, and I believe they caught that at the vet, you know, you take your cat or your animal to the vet, and then they catch things while they're there. So, they, they one of them got ringworm, brought it home, and then the other cats got it. And they wanted, you know, when I went to the vet about another issue and I asked about it, they wanted to... Um, you know, they they wanted. They said you know you could come in and we'll we'll dip the animals. And I knew it was some kind of toxic poison they were going to dip them in. I you know, I knew that's just the way it is when you go to these allopathic vets, allopathic doctors, and all that. Which I don't go to them. I don't go to the allopaths. But sometimes we do have to take our cats, et cetera, to the vet. And so anyway, um, I didn't want to do that. And then um, they told me that. You could use the over-the-counter type of of uh, antifungal medicine because I, they may have tried to prescribe something or whatever, but, you know, I, I didn't do that. So I went and talked to the pharmacist, and I talked to him, and he said that, you know, at the store that I went to, he said that any of the antifungal medications... Um, you know, basically, it's the same thing as jock itch medication. So, over-the-counter things for that. They're antifungals. So, um, he, he recommended me just getting something like that. So, I went and looked at the labels and stuff. And I actually purchased, you know, one of those. And then I brought it home and I looked it up online. Because I don't have a smartphone, at least yet. So, I went home and looked it up. And uh, I, I found out that it causes liver injury, liver damage, you know. So I wasn't going to use that. Um, so I basically just, I kind of let it go. And it went away on its own without any, without using anything. So instead of me subjecting to them, subjecting them to some toxic, you know, over-the-counter drug, medicine, whatever you want to call it, that could have injured them, could have injured their liver or had some kind of terrible side effect, you know, which is usually death, you know, it can be from any kind of over-the-counter medication or any kind of big pharma drugs, you know, I choose as much as possible to avoid that and to try something natural instead, like vitamin C usually, instead of those drugs or antibiotics and all that which can cause a yeast, you know, imbalance in the body that the antibiotics can and lead to cancer, lead to candida and lead to cancer and lead to yeast infections and thrush in the mouth and on the tongue, et cetera, et cetera. That's, you know, the yeast problem and fungal problem. And so, you know, to avoid that, you know, there's other things like vitamin C is like the best antibiotic there is. It's also antiviral. So that's that's something fantastic, and it and it gets rid of all known toxins. I mean, it's great. It treats all known toxins, and so it's just fantastic for everything. But anyway, uh, what I could have done also is use the apple cider vinegar on the ringworm because it is a fungal issue. So any kind of fungal issue, um, you know, can be treated with apple cider vinegar, 
And another thing that could work for that uh, is baking soda. Baking soda is also antifungal. And there's doctors out there like Dr. Tullio uh, Simoncini from Italy, and he's using baking soda to treat cancer. Other people are using, like I've told you about for years, baking soda mixed with honey. They've, they've healed themselves of cancer using that mixed with water. And you can go to phkillscancer.com to find out more about that, to see a video on how to, to mix it up two different ways. I've played that on my show, you know, a long time ago. And so that's another thing. Baking soda is for fungal issues as well. And to get rid of the yeast infections and all that kind of stuff, candida. Um, and another thing for fungus is the coconut oil, like I've told you about many, many times. So that's another thing. I could have used the coconut oil. Well, that would probably be the best way to go, really, um, for the ringworm on the animals. But, hey, apple cider vinegar mixed with water or even straight, maybe, that that would work as well. So those are some different things that could be used. And, you know, that's another thing for any kind of fungal issue on the body, you know, um, Another thing that could be tried is the the coconut oil, and like I tell you, the kind that that we choose to use is the the um, kind in a glass bottle, preferably. But it should be organic coconut oil, and it should be um, you know organic and raw and cold pressed. It should say all that on the bottle, and um, that's that's the best kind to get. So uh, we get the extra virgin kind, and some people do get virgin. It's just not as good as the extra virgin, but, you know, that's the kind we use. So that's antifungal as well. Um, so there's there's a lot of different things, and uh, garlic is another good one, you know. But so those are some of the things that can be used for the fungal issues. And then for um, blood pressure, uh, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and one tablespoon of honey in a glass of water twice a day helps to lower the blood pressure. You know, always check with your doctor about these things, especially if you're on any kind of medication. But either way, if you're not or you are, check with your doctor, you know, make sure. Because you don't want to do something, you know, that would be harmful to your health. And uh, especially if you're on any kind of blood pressure medication things like that or blood thinners and stuff um, so the high potassium values in both natural both natural healing substances the honey and the apple cider vinegar uh, both contain a lot of potassium and that helps to balance out sodium levels in the body which aids in maintaining blood pressure within healthy limits and apple cider vinegar and honey also contain magnesium which is a mineral that works to relax the blood vessel walls and thus lower high blood pressure. To maximize the benefit of this and other home remedies, the holistic approach can be taken and coupled with dietary changes, such as reduced fat and salt intake, increased fiber intake, moderate coffee and alcohol, and no smoking and daily exercise. So all those things can help to bring the blood pressure down if it's too high to help to lower it so those are some good things to know and to research and uh, you know it'd be a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and a tablespoon of honey in a glass of water twice a day 
combine with all those other things, that may help a lot to lower one's blood pressure if it is too high. And those are more, you know, holistic, natural things that can be done versus taking those dangerous big pharma drugs with all the side effects that are really, really bad, you know, that I personally don't believe in doing for myself anyway. Um, Frank and I, you know, avoid those like the plague and try to do the natural stuff and try to do things like vitamin C, garlic, you know, apple cider vinegar, all these things you hear me talk about so much. And we do other things too, you know, we use other things as well. But those are some of the staples. And the coconut oil as well, you know, the extra virgin organic cold pressed coconut oil. So those are some some of our favorite things. We love activated charcoal for lots of different purposes as well. So those are some of our favorites. And another one is the organic sulfur. So, you know, that's good for so many things. And, you know, it's just good to be in a good state of health to take that twice a day, every 12 hours, two teaspoons for, you know, per 100 pounds each time every 12 hours and then actually I think it's one teaspoon for every 100 pounds and then two teaspoons if you're 200 pounds etc or you know some people do take more um you know and and one may find if they take a whole bunch at a time like a whole bunch that they're not used to taking or something and that goes with most things you know if you take a whole bunch of something it can it can cause side effects it can cause the Herxheimer effect and it can start killing a lot of things you know getting rid of toxins in the body or whatever and that can make one feel sick so just keep that in mind um I know somebody was listening to my show and they took some borax and they they took a lot more than what I recommended and they had that happen. They got they felt sick, you know, like maybe they had the flu or something. And it's probably cuz they took way far too much and uh they had that Herxheimer effect. So keep that in mind. If your body's not used to something, it's better to go slow and work up instead of just taking a huge amount at a, at a time, usually. There can be exceptions, but like vitamin C and things. Okay, so I'll give you a lot more info about health on the other side, so they'll stick around.
studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. in this world are more important than clean, pure water. Understanding this, ABR makes four tabletop water distillers available to you for purchase. First, we have the five and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $139. The second is a five and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $189. The third is a three and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $189. And our premier tabletop distiller is a three and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $250. All our distillers have a stainless steel boiling pot, dome, and cooling tubes. And the premier version also has a splash flap to protect against contamination of the cooling tubes. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com for more information and protect your water supply.
All right, welcome back to New World Order Info, and I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com, and it is the second hour of my live show, and it's Monday, the 19th of January, 2015. You can also go to TheAmericanVoice.com, and so I'm, I'm sharing some different remedies that apple cider vinegar can be used for tonight and I told you different things that vinegar could be used for in my last couple of shows as well so if you want to hear some more you can go listen to last week my last show in the audio archives on our website and so I'm going to continue on Um, and this information here is coming from a book from by Dr. Earl Mendel and that's M-I-N-D-E-L-L and it's E-A-R-L is his first name so Dr. Earl Mendel and the book is Dr. Earl Mendel's Amazing Apple Cider Vinegar so I told you a lot about fungal infections and things like that and athlete's foot and then blood pressure um, some more things that apple cider vinegar can be used for uh, for one constipation a low fiber diet and the reduction in digestive acids and enzymes as we age can lead to constipation and more fruits and vegetables and a daily tonic of apple cider vinegar using two or three teaspoons to eight ounces of water mixed together and when I drink it I I use a straw to keep that that acidic vinegar you know from coming into contact with the enamel of my teeth but it's good to to also um, you know brush one's teeth with baking soda and water afterwards you know to totally remove that vinegar from from the enamel of your teeth so but um the two or three teaspoons mixed with eight ounces of water that's a you know daily tonic and natural healing home remedy to help you know get rid of constipation and uh another thing that can cause constipation well of course if one doesn't drink enough water and they're dehydrated um that could be a problem, a huge part of it. Uh, another thing is taking over-the-counter or big pharma drugs. That can be another, you know, cause of constipation, especially painkillers, things like that. Um, so that can definitely lead to terrible constipation. And so, anyway, apple cider vinegar can help many times, and so that's something that. You know, I would definitely try two or three teaspoons and eight ounces of water for that issue. Um, Another thing is uh, that could be used coconut oil, you know, for one, like the extra virgin organic raw coconut oil that's been cold pressed in the glass bottle. A little bit of that, you know, and especially when one isn't used to taking it, that's going to many times cause diarrhea just so you know so whatever your body isn't used to 
content, you know, it's got to get used to. It could happen with any kind of oil that you take or using a recipe or, you know, if you, you eat salad dressing or mayonnaise or something like that that has um, the oil in it, a lot of oil or whatever, or even a little oil, it may make you have diarrhea, you know, things like that. So, you know, if I had constipation and I wanted to, you know, get rid of that, I could try um, something that contained coconut oil in a recipe or just taking some coconut oil or taking the apple cider vinegar, two or three teaspoons mixed into eight ounces of water for that issue. And so uh, that's another thing um, it can be used for. And then for digestion purposes, as we age, it's common for people to produce less stomach acid, hydrochloric acid, which can lead to digestive problems. And taking the apple cider vinegar tonic home remedy, which is two or three teaspoons, three teaspoons being one tablespoon, to eight ounces of water before a meal will enhance the action of the stomach's acid and digestive enzymes. So that's another thing that will help with is the whole digestion, digestive process and all that. And so for sunburn, if the sunburn is localized, then um, the full-strength apple cider vinegar can be applied on the affected skin to obtain relief. And that can be done by soaking a thin towel in apple cider vinegar, like the good brag you know, or Solana Gold or two good brands anyway. Make sure it's the right kind with the mother, raw, you know, organic, all that. And soak, soak that thin towel in the apple cider vinegar, um, just straight apple cider vinegar, and placing that over the sunburn. So whatever, you know, a lot of times it could be the whole body affected or just one side or who knows. But wherever the sunburn is on the body and then leaving that towel on soaked in the apple cider vinegar a thin towel preferably that can help prevent peeling and itching and it could also you know help take away some pain another thing for pain is vitamin c by the way um and hey organic sulfur is great for pain so and vitamin c gets rid of inflammation um it's an anti-inflammatory so that that's another good thing for any kind of swelling inflammation um and it's great for pain issues and another thing is great for pain is coconut oil so all these things um if the sunburn covers a large part of the body then there is a home remedy recommended by Patricia Bragg of the whole Bragg apple cider vinegar, you know, the whole family that puts that wonderful product out there. And she has a book called Apple Cider Vinegar, Miracle Health System, and I have that book. I don't know what I did with it. It's somewhere around here. But there is a uh, a different, you know, for a large part of the body, there's something in that book, and it says basically to take a, a cool bath in which one cup of apple cider vinegar has been added, and then soaking, you know, after you soak in the bath, then gently drying the body and patting the apple cider vinegar directly onto the kneaded areas, and then wait five minutes, and then patting on aloe vera gel. 
and I would I would try to get it straight from an aloe vera plant. So that would be the best way. Um, I wouldn't use most of the store products are not good. Or I would try to get some pure aloe vera aloe sorry vera gel from like a health food store or something or some place where it's the only ingredient listed is the aloe vera gel. But probably you know even better would be just straight from the aloe vera plant itself and. The older the aloe vera plant is, the more, you know, beneficial medicinally it's going to be. So, you know, it's best if you can either grow one yourself and get, get you know, get uh, an older plant as old as possible. They could be 100 years old or something. That That's going to give you great health benefits. The older it is, the better. And, um, you know, I've read you're not going to get nearly probably much benefit if if the if you just get a leaf or something you know like maybe at a store they do sell the the leaves from the aloe vera and you can just buy one leaf long leaf or something it's not going to have nearly the same benefit as if it's fresh you know freshly broken from the plant and then you could just take a knife and then you know um get the inside part out, you know, and kind of chop it up or put it in a little blender or mini food processor or something like that, you know, whatever. Just apply it to the body. And so that's, you know, if the sunburn is extensively over the body, then uh, it can be, the apple cider vinegar can be mixed into the bath water and then, you know, after drying off, it can be applied straight. Uh, one cup of the apple cider vinegar can be added to the bath water, and then after soaking in the bath, drying the body, you know, and then patting the apple cider vinegar, straight apple cider vinegar, directly onto the sunburned areas. And then after five minutes, the aloe vera gel can be applied. And that's from... Uh, Dr. Patricia Bragg's book called Apple Cider Vinegar Miracle Health System. Okay, and then for ear infections, uh, an ear syringe can be found at drugstores or online. Um, it's good to have that. And to squirt the vinegar solution into the ear and let it sit for a minute or so and then. Uh, turning the head and let the vinegar, you know, the liquid drain out. And the vinegar solution can be a half and half mixture, 50-50 mixture of apple cider vinegar and pure water. Or a 50% mixture of apple cider vinegar and rubbing alcohol, although I personally wouldn't use the rubbing alcohol. I know it causes liver flukes. So I wouldn't use that rubbing alcohol. Or a solution consisting of one-third vinegar and one-third pure water and one-third rubbing alcohol. So I would stick to just the half apple cider vinegar and half pure water if it were me. And so that can be squirted into the ear with an ear syringe and then let it sit for a minute or so and then turning the head and let the liquid drain out for ear infections. And also, um, trying to think, oregano oil 
is another thing that I think can be used for that, you know, and it can be diluted in olive oil. Um, so the olive oil could be heated a little, like maybe get the olive oil and put it in a bowl or some kind of container where, you know, you could put it in like some hot water. Um, you know, don't really let the water get in the bowl with the that um the olive oil, the organic olive oil would be the best to use. Um and then uh, the oregano oil can be added to the olive oil. Um you know, you can look that up online or or book or something like that and see just exactly how much to use, you know, maybe a a drop or two or something like that added to some olive oil. And just as far as heated heating the olive oil goes, it doesn't have to be heated a little, but you know, I'm not saying do it on the stove or anything. I would just put it in a bowl and then put that bowl in like a, a sink full of hot water or something to heat it a little. Just for the comfort, you know, purpose, heating it a little so it's not so cold going into the air for an ear infection. And I'm sure there's lots of other different remedies for ear infections as well. Uh, vitamin C is another one that I've read about. Um you know, like the regular ascorbic acid can be added to water um, and put in the ear. It's uh, another thing to treat ear infection. Okay, so um, then another thing for bleeding nose, um, a cotton ball can be soaked in pure apple cider vinegar. And whoever has the, the bleeding nose issue... Um, they can lie their head back and then place uh, the soaked cotton ball in the pure apple cider vinegar, organic, like I say, like Bragg or Solana Gold or Good Brands. And then the the cider vinegar soaked cotton ball can be placed in the bleeding nostril and this remedy will help stop the bleeding quicker. And, you know, that could be a serious issue if somebody has bleeding from different places in the body. It could be a sign of scurvy, for instance, vitamin C deficiency. So, you know, if that's something that, you know, if they're really sick or something, then that could be a very big-time emergency. And they definitely need, probably, most likely, vitamin C, you know. But it could be other issues, too, so always check with your doctor, you know. Um, So uh, I know Alan Smith, and by the way, Dr. uh, Thomas Levy was a guest on the Sulphur Hour, which was last Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m., so if you missed that show, that's a really good show to go listen to in our audio archives. And Dr. Levy is an expert on vitamin C, and he's written many books about dental health, dental issues that can cause heart attacks and strokes and all kind of health problems. And he's written books on vitamin C and how that relates to having scurvy, which can cause heart attacks and strokes and aneurysms and blood clots and pneumonia and all kind of things. And so... You know, his book his books are great and his website is peakenergy.com and I'm hoping that he'll be back on AVR and on that show many more times. And um anyway, it was a really good interview. And I asked him a couple questions, you know, kind of 
messaged them to Frank, but so he answered a couple of my questions on there. Um, basically, I brought up Alan Smith, and he he did bring up Alan Smith and, and talked about his wonderful, miraculous, you know, healing from vitamin C. Um, Although he just mentioned that he had H1N1, and uh, actually Alan Smith, as you know, you've heard me say many times, he had, you know, they diagnosed him with H1N1, he was a man from New Zealand, and he had bleeding issues, by the way, that's why I'm bringing him up, because I was talking about, you know, bleeding and how a bleeding nose or bleeding from other parts of the body could be a sign of vitamin C. It could also, internal bleeding could be, you know, from taking non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, aspirin, things like that, and different uh, NSAID-type drugs, things like that can cause bleeding, you know, ulcers and things like that can cause internal bleeding. Um, But... So, Alan Smith did have bleeding from several places on his body, and he was really, really sick. Well, they induced him into a coma, so he had more than just the H1N1, so um, he he also had uh, double pneumonia in both his lungs, they couldn't even see his lungs in the x-ray, and he had hairy cell leukemia, they later diagnosed him with that, and vitamin C got rid of every bit of it, including the H1N1, and... Uh, I didn't know. I thought he took six grams a day at the end after the hospital refused to give him vitamin C and the first hospital gave him some vitamin C, although he only got a fifth of what he was giving intravenously that his body could actually use anyway because 19% of what one receives intravenously, that's how much, you know, you're getting if you get it intravenously so only 19% of it is bioavailable available to your body when you get it in that manner that's the way they're giving it to him I believe they're giving him 50 grams so he only got about a fifth of that which would be less than 10 grams because he got 19% of that I'm sorry it would if he got 10 grams it would be a fifth which would be two grams that his body could make use of and I think he got that twice a day so he basically got two grams of vitamin C twice a day although they gave him 10 grams intravenously twice a day um and then they quit giving him i mean they barely gave him any they cut it down to like two grams intravenously so that would have been a tenth of two grams which would be i'm sorry a fifth of uh two grams which would have been um let's see 2,000 milligrams a fifth of that 400 that he would have gotten like 400 milligrams twice a day and they had to get an attorney, I believe, just to get him that. Then they moved him to a second hospital. They cut off all the vitamin C, wouldn't give him any. His wife gave him six grams of the Live On Labs brand of lipospheric vitamin C, and it was twice a day. I wasn't sure, but Dr. Levy clarified it and said he was getting that twice a day. And that can be purchased over the counter, online, etc. you know, and it helps food store. And who knows, one day maybe we'll start carrying that here on AVR, I hope. But uh, six grams of that twice a day healed him. So we'll be right back. So don't go anywhere.
warm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. things in this world are more important than clean, pure water. Understanding this, ABR makes four tabletop water distillers available to you for purchase. First, we have the five and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $139. The second is a five and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $189. The third is a three and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $189. And our premier tabletop distiller is a three and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $250. All our distillers have a stainless steel boiling pot, dome, and cooling tubes. And the premier version also has a splash flap to protect against contamination of the cooling tubes. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com for more information and protect your water supply.
welcome back to New World Order Info, and it's the last part of my live show tonight. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and it is still the 19th of January, 2015, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And so I'm going to continue on with some remedies using apple cider vinegar. And as I said, these are from um, the book by Dr. Earl Mendel, his book, Amazing Apple Cider Vinegar. So look for that. And so now I'm going to move on to using apple cider vinegar for... Let's see here. Weight loss. So, the use of apple cider vinegar as a home remedy for weight loss is centuries old. And Dr. Jarvis, who I mentioned earlier, I read a little bit from his book, Folk Medicine, which I have here, and several other books about vinegar I have here. Um, about, um, you know, he's he was a Vermont folk doctor who also, you know, he was a medical doctor, but then he learned about apple cider vinegar and using that and honey, and he used those quite often in different remedies. So, he mentioned that an overweight person could could use the apple cider vinegar to lose weight by taking two teaspoonfuls of the apple cider vinegar in a glass of water at each meal and stirring that and drinking that and no change in the daily food intake is required except to avoid high fat containing foods that's what they say i don't know how true that really is but you know i think a lot of that thing about avoiding a lot of fat you know or doing the whole no fat thing i don't think that's healthy i think especially the good fats you know like avocado and other good fats are good for us you know um coconut oil olive oil things like that but anyway so they're saying here you know avoid high fat containing foods so two teaspoons in a glass of water of the apple cider vinegar at each meal that can help one to lose weight gradually And, you know, not doing much else except for their claiming avoiding high-fat foods here. Um, Okay, so for gallstones, the gallbladder flush can be done. And along with the apple cider vinegar tonic, two or three teaspoons to eight ounces of water before meals... Um, If I had gallstones, you know, I would definitely do that, and I would take six ounces of organic, unfiltered apple juice for one week. So that's two to three teaspoons of the apple cider vinegar in eight ounces of water, stirring that, and then taking that before meals, and then six ounces of organic, unfiltered apple juice for one week. And this natural home remedy that's been reported to help purge small gallstones that can grow to larger ones that would require conventional medical treatment to remove. And there's also a more extensive gallbladder flush outlined by Patricia Bragg on page 29 of her book called Apple Cider Vinegar Miracle Health System, which I do have somewhere around here. So that's another great book to get, Apple Cider Vinegar Miracle Health System by Patricia Bragg. 
And also, you know, there's other remedies out there for gallstones, so you might want to look into that. You could check uh, earthclinic.com is a good site, earthclinic.com. Um, also, uh, curezone.com is another good site, and um, that's curezone.com. Um, the same person that owns CureZone.com owns Healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G, Tools, T-O-O-L-S, dot Tripod, T-R-I-P-O-D, dot com. Healing Tools, dot Tripod, dot com. And that's uh, Tom Harrelson. So those are good sites to look for different health information and remedies that I use and have for years. All of these. Um, and then, like I said, earthclinic.com. So check all those. Um, and sorry to find out that the site that I used to go to, I love for all kind of good health information, great health information, anti-cancer health information, and so on. PDazzler.com, um, I think that's gone. Like, I don't know what happened to the person that owns that or owned that site, but I don't think it's any, I don't think it's available anymore. Um, although I did find by going to webarchive.org, um, which is the Wayback Machine and all that, I could go and look on that old site. So, uh, also, he had. I think pdazzler.blogspot.com so anyway you might want to do that check that internetarchive.org and then type in the old website like that and then you know you go on there and find all kind of good health information so but there are other you know vinegar and olive oil and different things like that um, remedies out there as well for gallstones um, and I think it's a myth that Vitamin C can cause kidney stones and things like that. I think it actually, from what I've read, it actually can get rid of a lot of those. So we have different different kinds. It can dissolve them. And I know there's different herbal remedies too, like called stone breaker for things like that. So you might want to look into that. So um, moving on now, sinusitis to help relieve the pain of sinusitis. Both Patrick Quillen, Ph.D., in his book, Amazing Honey, Garlic, and Vinegar, and Cynthia Hall-Zapfel, in her book, Apple Cider Vinegar for Weight Loss and Good Health, suggest drinking a glass of water with one or two teaspoons of apple cider vinegar added every hour for six to eight hours. So that's for sinusitis sinus infection, etc. Drinking uh, a glass of apple cider vinegar mixed with water, one or two teaspoons of the vinegar added to the glass of water every hour for six to eight hours to get rid of sinusitis, sinus infection, to relieve the pain. And uh, for sinus headache, Marie Nadine Antol in her book, The Incredible Secrets of Vinegar, recommends adding an um, it says an eighth of a cup, but they must mean an eighth of a cup of apple cider vinegar to a cool air vaporizer and inhaling the infused air directly for five minutes 
And after that, lying down for 20 minutes and waiting for the respiratory passages to clear. So an eighth of a cup of apple cider vinegar, um, adding that to a cool air vaporizer and inhaling the infused air directly for five minutes and then lying down 20 minutes. And that's for sinus headache, and that can help to clear the respiratory passages. For excess mucus in the nose, throat, or sinus cavities, like post-nasal drip, um, a solution of warm water and one to two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar can be used, mixed together, and so that the way to do that would be to place a small amount, if I were going to do this, I would place a small amount in the palm of my hand, and then I would block one nostril, and then place the other uh, nostril into the vinegar solution into my hand, and that's one to two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar in a, you know, warm water mixed together. And so a little bit in my hand, block one nostril, and then placing the other nostril into that solution into my hand and then sniffing hard. Um, you know, you got to be careful. You don't want to... You don't want to uh, aspirate anything into your lung or lungs or something like that. Um, so that can help to disinfect and cut down the mucus in, you know, the sinus cavities, and it will it will help to do that. And then letting the solution run down to the back of my throat and then spitting it out. So after that, I would repeat with the other nostril. So, you know, blocking the nostril, sniffing one to two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar mixed into uh, warm water into the palm of my hand, block one nostril, place my other nostril into my hand, into the vinegar and water solution, warm water, and sniffing hard, and then it will, you know, go all the way back deep into the sinus cavities. And then it will run down the back of my throat, let it do that, is what I would do, and then spitting it out. And then after that, I would repeat with the other nostril. And that's for excess mucus in the, the nose, throat, or sinus cavities, post-nasal drip. That's, that will help with that. And then for hiccups, I told you already from uh, one of my books here on cider vinegar, um, it, it recommended um, using the vinegar straight, I know. They called it neat, like they use with some alcoholic beverages. That term neat means just straight alcohol, usually. But in this case, it was apple cider vinegar. And that was for the hiccups. And it says here... Um, in the book here, one teaspoonful of cider vinegar neat can relieve hiccups at once, as long as it's not due to some serious condition. So, um, and then this book by Dr. Earl Mendel says for stopping hiccups, try sipping a glass of warm water in which one teaspoon of apple cider vinegar has been mixed in. This is a lot simpler than many other home remedies for hiccups. So instead of doing the straight apple cider vinegar, they're saying to mix it into water. So either one of those could be tried. And then for asthma, some people have found relief from mild asthma by taking the apple cider vinegar tonic. 
along with applying a vinegar-soaked compress to the insides of the wrists. So, you know, a teaspoon, anywhere from two to three teaspoons of apple cider vinegar mixed into water may relieve mild asthma and also soaking uh, a compress in the vinegar and applying that to the insides of the wrists. And for warts, Patricia Bragg cautions, do not rub warts since this could spread them. Apply an apple cider vinegar soaked gauze bandage to the wart overnight and in the morning replace it with a castor oil soaked gauze bandage. And I would try to get the organic kind of castor oil for sure um, and use that. And at night, alternate the apple cider vinegar with crushed fresh garlic and vitamin E, which one could, you know, make sure it's the right good kind of vitamin E. And I know 4spectrum.org has some of that, the number 4spectrum.org for vitamin E, because there's a lot of bad kinds out there on the market, especially the cheap, you know, kinds of vitamin E that you must you know, likely are to find in a store or something. A lot of times those are really the bad kind of vitamin E, but anyway. So she says, once again, do not rub warts. This could spread them. Apply an apple cider vinegar-soaked gauze bandage to the wart overnight, and in the morning replace that bandage, you know, soaked in apple cider vinegar with a castor oil soaked gauze bandage and at night alternating the apple cider vinegar with crushed fresh garlic and vitamin E you know on a bandage over the wart and I know Frank told me that I believe he had a wart on his one of his thumbs or fingers or something like that and he I think he had it like I don't know he went to the doctor and they froze it or did something like that or burned it one of the two I think they froze it and you know it worked but it kept coming back pretty soon I think a couple of times maybe or at least once so then he told me that he took some garlic I believe and you know cut into it or whatever and then placed a cut part of the garlic onto the wart and taped it or put a bandage or something around it and I believe that that got rid of the wart. He did that, I don't know how many times he might tell you later, but anyway, it worked for him. So that's another thing one might try. So they're saying to alternate that with, you know, using the apple cider vinegar, then using castor oil, and I would use organic castor oil, organic raw apple cider vinegar with the mother, you know, alternating that, soaking bandages and that, and then at night doing the crushed fresh garlic, like kind of poultice, along with vitamin E to get rid of warts. And I'll probably tell you some more on warts on my next show, along with a lot of other different remedies, you know, for different ailments, using apple cider vinegar and other stuff. So I'll get into that more on the next show. So hopefully, you know, you might you might have learned something. And, and also, here's another good book to look into getting, and that would be Dr. Earl Mendel's Amazing Apple Cider Vinegar. So that's one. And then, you know, Patricia Bragg has a book out on apple cider vinegar as well. So you can look for that. And 
I'll tell you more about other books on my next show. So coming up next is Frank, the owner of AVR for two hours live. And thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Your prayers for my mom and us. We appreciate it. And I'm praying for y'all. So have a wonderful night and God bless you all.
political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Numana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preserve, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Yeah. 
Good evening, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steph, and you're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. Anyhow, uh, it is Monday, January 9th, 2017, and it is about eight and a half minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific time. If that's all true where you're at, it is live. Anywho... 800-932-1980 is the call-in number, and you can go to our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. All right, let's get to some stuff and things and all that. Uh, first off, I'd like to start by saying Meryl Streep is a, oh, cover your ears, is a piece of shit, okay? Uh, you know, I'm I'm so sick of these Hollywood elite bags of crap walking around thinking they're something when they're nothing but Liars, okay, that's what they do for a living. They lie, they pretend to be somebody else, and they play to the lowest common denominator always, and then they get on their high horse and act as though they're something special. They're so morally superior to everybody else and intellectually superior to everybody else. They're nothing but communist, homosexual deviants, okay? And Meryl Streep, disgraced herself and you know made made hollywood look here's what hollywood is i hope donald trump puts him out of business although he won't have to because they're putting themselves out of business you know they go to their little golden globe awards and all this crap and they you know they congratulate each other on what a crappy year of substandard remakes because they don't have an original thought left in their stupid, diseased minds? Is that what? We're, we're having a party over that? You know, and why I'm particularly disgusted with Meryl Streep is because I went to the same high school she did. Yep, Berners High School in Burnersville, New Jersey. That's right. It's, uh, it, it's a real sad day. 
you know, and Meryl Street is 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 such a hypocrite. It's not even funny. I mean, honestly, do you realize? Do do you know who Roman Polanski is? Huh? Do you know who Roman Polanski is? Well, I'll tell you who Roman Polanski is. Roman Polanski was a uh, director. And I'm not saying he didn't have any talent as a director or something. Maybe he did. Maybe he does. Whatever. Oh, but he liked young girls. Uh, like, so young, it's illegal. Uh, yeah, that's right. You can't do young girls like that because, well, it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Well, Meryl Streep, uh, back in the, uh, what was it, 2005, I think? Let me look this up here. Let me go back and make sure. Oh, no, sorry, 2003. Yeah, that's right. In 2003, she hopped to her pathetic feet at an Oscars to give child rapist Roman Polanski a standing ovation. Of course, you know, he was only appearing on screen because if he set foot in the United States, he would be arrested as a child rapist who this piece of garbage, Meryl Street, is jumping up to give a standing ovation. And it's not like the rest of the crowd jumped up. She jumped up right away first. Number one, I love that child rapist. Well, it only figures that she would be down in Trump because her little girl, uh, Hillary Clinton, lost. And Hillary Clinton likes rapists, too. You remember how she laughed about getting a rapist off? Yeah, <laughs> isn't that funny? I got a rapist off. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice. That's great. You know, listen. Even people accused of rape deserve competent counsel. I understand that, and I don't have a problem with that. And the counsel should do the best job they can. But, you know, to brag about it, I mean, okay, look, if I was an attorney and, and, you know, my name came up on the wheel that says, okay, you got to defend this guy, all right, and I did manage to get him off somehow, I wouldn't be bragging about it and laughing about it. I'd be saying, yeah, well, you know, it's a real sad day in my career, but it's part of the job. You know, you got good days and bad days, and this piece of crap that I got off, well, you know, that's just one of the bad days, that's all. Not laugh about it and brag about it like, he he he, look what I did. But, hey, that's Meryl Streep and Hillary Clinton, you know. So there you have it. Birds of a feather, I suppose. Right? But what's really something about what she said is not so much about Trump. Although that was her big deal, right? Like anybody gives a damn what Meryl Streep has to say. Hey, who wrote your lines, empty box? Huh? That's what actors are, is empty boxes. I don't know why any of you listen to anything these people have to say when they open their mouths outside of character because they're just empty boxes. They don't have... Who cares what you think? Do you even know who you are anymore? All the lies you've told and all the people you've pretended to be, do you even know who you are anymore? Because listening to you, I know you don't know what you're saying because you're 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 an idiot. Now I'm not saying Meryl Streep's not a not a decent actress. I do. Hey, I agree with Donald Trump on this, and I always have. I think she's overrated. That doesn't mean she's not good. Okay, she's a good actress. I will give her that. 
But she is way overrated, man. Because they treat her like she's some, oh, the best actress ever. And, uh, you know, anytime she does anything, it's like, oh, isn't that excellent? It, no. No, she's a good actress. And she's consistently good. Then again, she's got somebody picking good roles for her, too. Let's not forget that. Because, okay, you know, let's look at sports. I mean, there are some people that are, you know, okay, let's look at quarterbacks. There's been some really great quarterbacks. Uh, Marino, fantastic quarterback. But, gee, uh, he never did much. He never won a Super Bowl. And guess what? In the NFL, you're mediocre. Oh, you're good. You're, well, okay, better than mediocre. You're good. But you're not a winner, okay? You're not great. Great quarterbacks win Super Bowls. Or really good quarterbacks win Super Bowls. Great quarterbacks win lots of Super Bowls, okay? But, I mean, hey, it has to do with your team, too. I think if Dan Marino would have been on a different team, he may have won a Super Bowl. That's the same with actors and roles, okay? You can be a good actor, but if you're in a crap movie, well, you're going to look like a crap actor, even though you're pretty good. Uh, the rest of the movie, not so good. And very few people go to movies just to see one actor do good while the rest of the movie stinks, right? But Meryl Streep's been in some really good movies, and that's because, hey... Those roles were open, and she picked them. Or her agent picked them, or somebody told her to pick them. Because I don't think it was her. I could be wrong. Maybe it was her. Maybe she's real smart about picking roles. Who knows? Who cares? The fact is, she is overrated. All right? I, I've watched Meryl Streep act in a lot of things, and she's a good actress. But what's the big deal? Well, I mean, really, what's the big deal? I don't see her uh, head and shoulders above any other actress. Except the bad actresses, which there's, you know, plenty of bad actors in Hollywood. But, I mean, you know. So, I believe, I, I think he was right. But, here's the hypocrisy. <laughs> she says, disrespect invites disrespect. Violence incites violence. When the powerful use their position to bully others, we all lose. Oh, is that right, Meryl? Really? Well, I don't know if there's a way you could have been a bigger hypocrite. I suppose maybe if you tried a little harder, maybe you could have been. But that's pretty good. You're about the biggest hypocrite, well, at least for that night. Because you'd be hard-pressed to find an industry that encourages more disrespect and violence than Hollyweird. I mean, honestly, really, folks, okay, perhaps the the video game manufacturers, okay, they may push more disrespect and violence than Hollyweird, okay? So there may be somebody even worse than Hollyweird out there, but boy, they're, they're not as widely accepted as Hollyweird. They're everywhere. They're all around the world. They're pushing their disrespect and violence all around the world. Woohoo! Yay! Yep, a place where rich, powerful people make billions of dollars by regularly pandering to the lowest common denominators of sexism, racism, 
homophobia and misogyny. Yeah, and happily exploit even more hideous graphic violence to make a fast, easy buck. That's right. You know... (laughs) You know... uh, I mean, really... She also... Oh, oh, there was also... uh, No, where's this part here? I gotta get this. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I gotta get this part here. Because it's really good. Because, you know... Oh, they're about... She was all about this mocking a man's disability. Well, you know what? For one, he wasn't mocking the guy's disability. The guy happened to be disabled, and, and Trump was mocking him for something else. All right? Look, if you can't play in the big leagues then get the hell out. That's too bad you're disabled. Maybe you can't be a reporter if you can't take it. You know? But if you think because you're disabled, you're going to kind of come in there and, and start making statements, and you think nobody's going to call you out on the carpet and smack you around for it because you're disabled, well, you better think again. Welcome welcome to the big city, kid. See, this is the thing the snowflakes aren't getting. You know, once you get out of your little safe space called the university, you're going to find out uh, the world's a hard place. And you're not going to make it because you are a pussy. You hear that? Uh Uh-oh, there's that word that Donald Trump used. Of course, I'm using it in a different context. But I'm sure that's not okay either. But, oh, well, too bad. I'm not running for president. Hey, maybe I should. It seemed to work for Donald, huh? Hey, maybe this is the start of something where non-politically correct people will start running for office. Now listen to this, too. She said this also. Uh, She said that Hollywood, foreigners, and the press are the most vilified segments of American society right now. Hmm, I wonder why. Because it's not foreigners. Mostly. It is kind of foreigners, though. But it's mostly illegal aliens. Okay? And as far as foreigners go, meaning foreigners that are here legally, look, I don't have any grudge against the people here on H-1B visas that are taking high-tech, well-paying American jobs. I, I don't have a grudge against them. It's not their fault. Because any one of us would probably take that opportunity in a heartbeat if it was offered to us. Hmm, let's see. I'm uh, scrounging around some dung pile in India, and I've got a great IT university education, and I get offered a job in the United States. Gee, hmm, let me think. Uh, Will I take it or not? Of course you're going to take it. Any one of us would take it under those circumstances. So I can't really hold a grudge against those people, but I can hold a grudge. And you know what? I can't, well, I can hold a grudge against companies that are deliberately firing 
American workers and hiring H-1B visa workers because they can hire them for less money and have more control over them, meaning you step out of line, you make one complaint, we see anything on FedBook we don't like about your working conditions and your H-1B visa is over because you're fired and your visa gets expired when that happens. So you could go back to the dung pile in India. Ooh, gee, golly, I better stay in line and be a good employee. Yeah, I guess so. See, companies that do that, I do hold it against those companies. Like uh, the power company down in Southern California that <laughs> fired all their IT American workers so they could hire HB1 uh, workers. Or Disney that makes the uh, IT workers train the new people, the H1B guys, right before they fire the people that are doing the training. Wow. So I blame those companies, but an average company that's just going, well, look, I, you know, and, and look, like, what, five years ago, it was in the news. Corporations were openly complaining in the media that, you know what, uh, these, these snowflakes are getting out of, uh, college, and, uh, they're not even qualified for an entry-level job in our corporation. We have to spend six months just training them to do an entry-level job. Well, listen, man, you know, you spend four or five years in college, and you can't do an entry-level job. There's something real seriously wrong with our educational system, and that's where the H-1B visa problem really lies. Because, sure, yeah, there's people able to do the IT jobs. But listen, folks, a lot of the guys that can and, and women that can do the IT jobs are been doing it a while. And they're older. And they've been through the uh, system. And they expect higher pay because they have seniority. They have experience. And they've been there a while. So they've been getting raises. They've, they've got their 401k buffed up. They've got their retirement package ready to go in a few years. See, these people are costly employees. they got to get rid of them. And they can do the job. But listen, the snowflakes getting out of college, the new crop, they are incompetent. They are uneducated, and they are ignorant. Not to mention being little pussies. Okay, not to mention that, but I, I feel the need to mention that again. So you add all that up. And you don't have a very good employee. Then you talk to some guy from India. He's been trained on the new equipment, not 10-year-old crap that they're teaching in, in universities now. And I know that firsthand. Because here in Oregon, you know, they had, uh, well, when they shut down all the mills, because the Chinese imported spotted isle, uh, you know, that was the uh, needed to live in the woods, and we couldn't cut down any more trees because of it. You know, they put everybody out of work, so uh, they decided, oh, well, uh, you know, we have to have retraining. Okay, fine, you know, so they're going to pay for two years of retraining, and... Uh, you know, anybody who worked at a mill was qualified. Well, my wife worked at a mill, and she was qualified. For one, let me tell you something about these programs. When they say retraining, it's bogus, folks. All it is is a buffer to try to take the sting out of what's going on right away. Okay? Because what they really tried to push you to do 
Okay, the lying pieces of garbage down at the Oregon, uh, whatever it was, on employment agencies, the employment division. Yeah, their retraining that they tried to shovel everybody into is like this. Uh, listen, hey, you know what? You were making, uh, you know, 16 bucks an hour at the mill. You know, this was many years ago when $16 was actually a good wage. And, uh, and uh, now we're shutting the mill. So I'll uh, tell you what, uh, you go get a job. Like at Walmart, Walmart was one of the participating uh, companies that said, sure, okay, we'll do this. You go get a job at Walmart, and, uh, well, of course, Walmart's not going to pay you any more than minimum wage. Well, that's not $16 an hour. At the time, it was more like six-something six an hour, or six an hour, six-something an hour. Uh, so they're going to pay you six-something an hour. Well, that's not 16. Oh, well, and we're going to kick in another 8. The government going to kick in another 8. So you're going to be making like 14 bucks an hour. So it's going to be a little less. But the thing is, that's going to last for two years. And over that two years, the government's part of that money is going to be less. But here's the catch. See, the company only had to keep you on board for six months. All right? To get all that money. So they were firing people after six months and getting a new crop because, you know, there were a lot of people. So you're out of luck. And that was your retraining, okay? Although the rules said, no, you could be retrained if you wanted, but that's how they tried to shovel you off. So my wife went to school for electronic technician. Guess what? When she was there going to school, they were using equipment learning how to do things on equipment that was 10 years old. Sometimes the newer stuff was 5 years old. But in computer world, 5 years old, you might as well be a dinosaur. Okay, so she wasn't ready for the modern workforce in IT. Sorry, but then as a company, you go talk to some Indian guy who's trained on the newest stuff. He's got his stuff going on, and plus... He wants to work. He wants to better his life. He's really looking for a chance. And he's willing to work for a lot less. Hmm, let me think. As a company, who are you going to go for? The snowflake who can't do the job and is going to cost you more money and trouble and pain? Or the guy who really wants to work and he'll do it for less? Hmm, let me think again. Yeah. You see, folks, we have a real problem with foreigners, and it's not the foreigners, okay? It's the education system is in shambles. Listen, uh, we can't build an aircraft carrier anymore. We can't build a jet fighter anymore. Hell, we can't even build boats with flat bottoms on them to patrol the coast anymore that work. And Trump's saying he wants to build more aircraft carriers and nuclear submarines? Well, that's a nice idea, but... Uh, Who's going to build them for you? We're not capable anymore. You know why? Too much corruption. The, and the workforce is, well, substandard. Except for the old guys who expect to be paid a good wage. <laughs> Can't have that. But she goes on about foreigners and the press. Well, let's see, the press. Hmm, they've done nothing but lie. 
okay? And they've been caught at it over and over and over again. I mean, if it's not doctoring videos, it's doctoring audios and just making up fake stories about the Russians attacking the power grid that never happened, you know, or the Russians attacking our infrastructure, which never happened because I'm sorry, but the DNC is not our infrastructure. Hacking the elections, which that never happened either by anybody, Russians or anybody, now, somebody might have hacked into the DNC, but I'm sorry, the DNC is not our elections. Finding out the proof that Hillary Clinton is a liar, a thief, and a murderer, and people that work for her are pedophiles, is not hacking the election. I'm sorry. But listen, folks, we're entitled to know this stuff before we elect people. Don't you think you're entitled to know uh, gee, uh, gosh, you know, I really wonder if the one over there running for office is a liar, a thief, and a murdering pedophile. I, I'm just wondering, gee, I wish I could know. Oh, really? Don't you think we have a right to know before the election? I mean, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Hacking the, you know, they lie all the time. So, oh, yeah, people are mad at them. I wonder why. And... Let's see. Hollyweird. Hmm. I'm not even going to go there. We know why we all hate them. At which point the cameras panned out to hundreds of the richest, most privileged people in American society sitting in the audience in their $10,000 tuxedos and $20,000 dresses loudly cheering this acknowledgement of their dreadful victimhood. Oh man. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to have to take a break so you can all get to your safe space and go have a uh yeah, go to the cry room, you know, for the um, you know, the elite there that oh, they're you know, nobody likes them. Nobody likes all the elitists. Oh, let's all head to the cry room and have a group hug and we'll be back in a few. <laughs>
properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Lumana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste. 
as well as long-term storage reliability. NewMana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your new mana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. NewMana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's NewMana.com, N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steffen. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's still Monday, January 9th, 2017. Okay? And it's about 844 and a half, 800-932-1980. You can call in if you'd like. You can go to the chat room. We're having a conversation over there. And uh, basically just socializing for now. Okay? TheAmericanVoice.com or AmericanVoiceRadio.com. Everything you need to know about the network is there. And, hey, you know, I, I don't know how many of you have read it, but you should go and see at the bottom of the uh, the menu there, right before you get to the news stuff, uh, the last thing is about Creed Disclaimer Must Read. You should read that, folks. Okay? You should read that because it pretty much uh, sets out, okay, this is where I'm coming from. This is where this network is coming from. Okay? Anyhow, what did I give you? I gave you the call number. I gave you the website. Okay, we're back to it, man. Oh, by the way, that was Leonard Skinner on both songs. I am uh, going through some older Leonard Skinner stuff from uh, the uh, Muscle Shoals Shoals, uh, Studios that they recorded at first uh, early on. I believe it's in Alabama. I'm not sure. I got to look it up, but I think it is. And uh, they did a bunch of stuff there, and uh, I think they call it a hell house, because Ronnie Van Zant was kind of a uh, uh, a dictator when it came to running the band. He demanded perfection. He demanded excellence. He demanded that the rest of the band get it right. No screwing around. We can party later, but right now, you're going to get this right, and we're going to stay here until you do, <laughs> kind of kind of thing. All right? And you can hear it in their music. It's tight. It's always good. I don't know how many live videos I've watched of Skinner, and it's always good. And to me, that is the the standard of a real band, to be able to play live. Okay? Because you can pretty much make anybody sound good in a studio. You may not believe that, and you may think, man, I, you know, the dogs howl when I when I try to sing. But you know what? A good engineer and a good producer and a good sound man can put you in a studio and make you a star, baby. I mean, that's what all these little prostitutes are that get up there, and oh boy, are they ever pretty. And, uh, wow, listen to them sing. Yeah, yeah, well, auto-tune makes everybody sound good. And especially when you're actually, uh, you know, not even doing auto-tune. You did auto-tune in the studio, they dolled it all up, and now uh, you're on stage and you're just lip-syncing. Like Boston did at one of the shows I was at. I watched it happen. So people can say, oh, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. I saw it. It was an Ashley Simpson moment before she ever, you know, she was probably ever born even. And and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look up Ashley Simpson, (laughs) Saturday Night Live Meltdown, okay? Go watch that. That ended her career, okay? Simpson? Did I say Simpson? Is it Simpson? Uh, She's the other one, uh, the one that is complete idiot. Um... Oh, I don't know. I don't care anyway. <laughs> I know her name's Ashley. But anyway, oh, yeah, she got caught lip-syncing on Saturday Night Live. They all do it. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, if you have a some kind of mess-up, you're going to get caught. And if you don't, the morons in the crowd that ain't even watching you because they're so loaded and just screaming and yelling, they don't notice what's going on. 
That's what happens, folks. It's there's so much fraud and lies going around. It's it we live in, in a world of deceit and deception. I mean, I know you know all this, but you might not realize to what extent. All right? I mean, it it's far worse than most people recognize. But I'm telling you, if you start watching, you start looking, you start, listen, be the kid that every time you hear a word you don't know, go look it up. Be that way with stuff you see and stuff you hear, and you're going to find out, man, I'm getting lied to 80% of the stuff I'm hearing is lies. That's a tough world, man, when 80% of what you're hearing and seeing and reading are all lies. And I'm telling you, it is that bad. But then there's that 20% of truth. You got to dig for it. You got to work for it. But it's there for you if you want it. And you know what, folks? That's why the Bible says you have to love the truth. Okay? Now, what? how do you act when you love something? Kind of wishy-washy. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Whatever. Or are you passionate about things you love? Yeah. See? Bible's not kidding around, man. I mean, it's telling you the truth. If you love the truth, it's there for you to find. But you got to love it. You got to want it. You got to search it out. You got to hunt it down. Because if you don't, the rest of it's all BS. Anyway, let's get to some things and stuff here. I got a lot of things, and I've just been running off here on one little story and ignoring everything else. Oh, here we go. House passes Koch Brothers or Koch Brothers back legislation that weakens government regulatory agencies. Oh, here we go for Ronald Reagan number two. Eh, I was afraid of that, see? Uh, S-21. The regulations from the Executive in Need of Scrutiny or Reigns Act. It passed the House 237 to 187 vote in the Cox Brothers uh, front group. Freedom Works have praised the passage of the reform. Folks, you know what? All these things like Reagan did and these guys are trying to do doesn't benefit any little people. Everybody's saying, oh, yeah, government regulations. Yeah, we hate those. No, government regulations... On us, we hate those. And those aren't the ones they're taking away. What they're taking away is the regulations, just like Reagan did. Oh, let's get rid of all those nasty regulations that keep the bankers from causing another depression. Yeah, let's do that. Let's take away all the rules that keeps the bankers and the speculators from crashing the stock market again like they did in 1929 that we put rules in place that they couldn't do it again. Let's get rid of all that because people are more honest now. Yeah, guess what? You know what quantitative easing was? Quantitative easing was their, the government's answer to another depression, another stock market crash because if they wouldn't have done it, the stock market would have fallen into the center of the earth, okay? And why? Because Ronald Reagan and his, uh, what did he call it? Deregulation that everybody said, yeah, that's great. Ray, we all hate regulations. And we all do. But the thing is, he only got rid of the regulations on the bankers and the polluters and the big corporations. He didn't do squat for you. They never do. 
And this is no different. You can bet those two billionaire scumbags, and they can be conservative or not. That doesn't mean they're not scumbags. They want this bill for their own benefit. You can bet on it, and you can bet they also paid real good money for it. Now, here's something. Remember those lies I was telling you about? Well, here's some. How the repeal of Obamacare will further weaken the quality of U.S. health care. <laughs> the quality of U.S. health care? Uh, what? What was it? They, they kill like 250,000 people a year by accident? What, it, this is passing, what is that, quality now? Ah, well, you know, hey, what if you were in a business where you killed 250 million people, 250,000 people every year because, oops. Hey, folks, I got bad news for you. You kill one person because of an oops, and you're going to jail for manslaughter. Now, you might only spend a year in jail. You might even get probation. But you're still going to be found guilty of manslaughter for killing somebody because, oops, oops, oh darn, sorry, yeah, okay, good, sorry, you're going to prison, but not these guys, oh yeah, further, huh, well how much worse does it get, they kill everybody that goes to them? Well, I mean, why not, I mean, they have a whole system set up called hospice where they do just that. Well, you know, we can't really do much for you. Uh, how about you check in the hospice, huh? We'll give you lots of morphine, huh? We got a lot of morphine there. Lots of morphine. Hey, morphine, all, all you can eat, morphine. Come on. Come on. You love hospice. Uh-huh. Now listen to this Shill Stein here. Dr. Shill Stein. A doctor of what? See, is this somebody you would trust as a doctor? A lying shill for the Democratic Party pretending to be part of the Green Party? Are you kidding me? She says Jim Crow is built into our voting machines. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, man. Oh, really? Jim Crow is built into our voting machines. Listen, you want to fix the voting problem in America? You go back to hand-counted ballots. Okay? You count them all, meaning uh, that means absentee ballots. You require identification, meaning a government-issued ID card or a driver license to vote. That's it. Oh, that's too much of a burden. Why is that a burden? So when you're walking down the street and the cop says, hey... What's your name? Bob. Okay, Bob, let's see some ID. Well, I don't have any ID there, officer. Oh, really? Well, then come with me, Bob. We're going to find out who you are. We're taking you down to the police station, and we're fingerprinting you. We're going to send off those prints to the FBI. We're going to find out your identity, and you're going to sit in a jail cell while we do it because, well... Not having ID to us is suspicious, and, uh, well, we're going to lock you in here till we determine who you are. And we'll keep you up to 72 hours for that. Oh, that's not a burden? 
That's not a burden? Really? But having an ID, you know what? And if it's going to be a financial burden, then make IDs, not driver licenses. You know, hey, if you can drive, you can pay for it. But if you don't drive and you don't need a driver license and you just want ID because you don't want to go to the jail and you don't and you want to vote, then uh, the state should give them to you for free. I mean, but what's the big deal? It's a little card. So what? And the state, you know, and don't cry to me about, oh, oh, that'll cost us too much money. Oh, really? You're taking all that personal information that everybody puts on your uh database there and you're selling it to third parties for profit so don't give me that oh you can't afford to give away free ids because oh yeah you can because you're selling the data you get from the people and you know what if you don't want to be part of that then you don't get to vote i don't care but don't tell me it's a burden and there the whole system's fixed. Gosh, that was hard. Hey, you want to fix it some more? Make it so only people who can actually vote, that are qualified to vote for a candidate, can donate money to his campaign. Meaning, if you don't live in the district of your congressman, you can't give his campaign any money. You can't give him any money in Washington, D.C. Oh, if you're running for senator? Well, guess what? Everybody in the state can give you money. But nobody from any other state. And, hey, if you're running for president, everybody in the country can give you money. Take the outsiders out of the local elections. Oh, gee, I think I've just fixed the whole election problem. Boy, that didn't take long. Look at that. I got it done even before the end of the show. Wow. I'm wondering why Washington, D.C. can't figure this out. Why can't they get it together? Why can't they come up with this? Huh? Nobody's burdened, everybody's making money, and, uh, well, hey. Well, the congressmen aren't making as much money, but, hey, there'd be more honesty. They'd actually be working for the people that elected them rather than the uh, people that paid them. I guess that's why we can't have a solution, huh? Well, anyway, I gotta go off of this hour here because i got to make way for uh, the next hour where we're going to have Dean Lauren coming in from New York City. So everybody stay right where you're at if you can. If you can't, well, you know, thanks for being here. But uh, hang out if you can, and thanks for listening. religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement.
worried about where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Lumana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com, N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
thinking about contemplating suicide. No, no, I'm not. Okay, good. I never do, and I'm not a Taoist. So, so let's go to the top story tonight. Um, I'll just do a quick housekeeping with false flags. Um, that'll be the subject of the second half Look, of the man, show. Look, man, we only got an hour. Right. You know what I mean? There's so many false flags, dude. Sweden collapsed on Sunday. Sweden is now officially bankrupt. Their whole social experiment has failed. So I don't know how they're going to tax everybody for this free university. I think Bernie, maybe it's better that we didn't even contemplate Bernie as a a Democratic candidate because he seems to not be able to put one penny together with another. Now, wait a minute. What do you mean we didn't contemplate? Uh, They certainly did contemplate. Should we be thanking Hillary Clinton for not allowing us to have Bernie Sanders? Thank you, Hillary, and you'll be dealt with later on in the show. Finally, Hillary Clinton has done something positive. Right. Now, folks. Only 40 years, and, and here it is. All right. So let's get to the top story about Chuck Schumer. Now, as we know, Chuck Schumer is going to be on the confirmation hearing panel for the uh, put together by the Senate Judiciary to vet all of Trump's cabinet members. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, why is there some rule that there has to be Democrats on this? I mean, couldn't the Republican, uh, don't they control the Senate? Couldn't they just say, yeah, we're not having any Democrats on this? No, it's got to be, you know, proportional. And so, with Frank, I sent you a, a an attachment, which is my sworn affidavit to U.S. Senator Jeff Sessions, care of Rick Dearborn, his chief of staff, uh, to U.S. Office of Governmental Ethics, Director Walter Schaub, Jr., and the NAA president, NAACP president, Cornell Williams Brook and in which I, I filed a formal notice to Jeff Sessions and uh, Director Schaub and to the NAACP president that, number one, um, Schumer has a judiciary abuse of power conflict I'm to be on the confirmation committee. Number one, he's in the middle of the financing of the Southern District of New York courthouse where Lydia Raiden got beat down. And it turns out they financed it with Madoff money. And they're about to flip it private in 2020 and make all this money. Now they're charging buku dollars to this Madoff Ponzi, uh, uh, what do they call those things when you get a whole bunch of money men together? Um, it's called a, um, oh, well, it's, uh, anyway. So, anyway, all these guys that were involved with Madoff in laundering the money put the money together to build this courthouse. And and get this, U.S. Senator McCain even had hearings on it that, that said they were illegal. Everything that they did, and now they're caught. Because when they beat down Lydia Raiden on January 28th in front of my eyes to to hide the big Time Warner security cable monopoly that Chuck was trying to swing. They never realized that we would check to see who owned the courthouse for jurisdiction. 
And it turns out we weren't even, uh, you know, it wasn't even a U.S. Marshal that beat her down. It was, in fact, a security monitor, which is not even allowed pursuant to the U.S. Marshal training manner, manual to even touch a civilian. All right, folks, that's where Chuck is in trouble. The second trouble Chuck Schumer is, is that Chuck actually contacted my judge, Engelmeyer, and now Schumer nominated him, and Robert Schumer was on the Judiciary Nomination Committee for his brother. These guys got Engelmeyer and said, strike us from Dean's lawsuit. And they did. They actually were stupid enough to carve Intercon and Robert Schumer and Time Warner and all these other uh, people involved with this whole security monopoly out, saying, oh, well, you need to establish jurisdiction. So last week, Frank and I talked about that and how uh, Judge Pauly's clerk, who, who was an accessory to the beatdown of Lydia, wasn't even on the docket. He was acting out of policy. He had no judicial immunity. But you see, he's a total accessory to FBI agents, Southern District of New York, U.S. attorneys, every FBI, everybody that came in to sink Lydia in an attempt to get me to touch a federal person. Well, a, fed- a federal <laughs> employee. Well, no, more like. Are, wait a minute, aren't they fed? Aren't they considered contractors? Right, but they have no federal because they're not employed by the federal uh, government. See, they're ten ninety nines, literally. They have no. They are not considered federal employees. No, no, they're contractors. They're you know, right? They're they're and they're actually like, they're not even contractors. They probably work for a company that is the contractor, and they are employees of a contractor. Exactly. That's like two times removed from being an employee. Well, yeah, and you know what? I think Kyle Woods, who was the clerk, is also a member of that contractee. I don't think he's a federal employee. I think that's what they're trying to hide as well. And the fact that they had all these intercon employees sitting on the grand jury masquerading as Fabulous Fabio. Fabulous Fabio is a term that when the FBI sends in somebody who's masquerading as somebody they're not supposed to be. All right. And, uh, and then the last, there were three things. So the first was that Schumer's right smack in the middle of the Madoff Ponzi financing of the biggest federal court in New York, as well as 26 Federal Plaza where they have the FBI. They built both of the buildings with Madoff money and 400 parking spaces underneath. Frank, they're building the GSA. Sheldon Silver is getting the, the money. Rapfogel. Yali Stocker Synagogue. Now, wait a minute. You said parking for 400. Now, these are pretty big buildings, right? Yeah. Don't they need more parking than 400? Well, they're all underground, so I guess they they may have like 1,000 parking spaces underground. It's all underground. That's what Rudy Giuliani wanted control of. Now, Now, get this. The last thing I'm charging with, uh, uh, Schumer is, is that he tampered with the Medi- Medicaid deletions 
when I was in front of Judge Sotomayor saying like, look, John Roberts was running this illegal teaching contract thing that threw me out when they recognized I was a reporter that said that, you know, they were failing all the students who actually passed, that they had all these fake teachers in there masquerading as having 25 years experience and master's degrees when they didn't. And Chuck Schumer was totally in on this. And so they deleted all the, the little black special ed students' Medicaid records to say that they weren't in school so that they could dismiss the lawsuit. Now, this was before Judge Sotomayor, and then it was Judge Preska, and it was originally in front of Judge Mukasey. Now, this is a totally, you cannot delete federal Medicaid records, and it was done by a former U.S. attorney, Chad Vignola. So it's just like Chuck Schumer is in a lot of trouble because you see these black special ed kids were slave labor in the basement of Trump Tower for three years without getting paid. Now, the NAACP wants to grill Sessions on this voting case that he had like in 1965. And I'm saying to all my niggers in Baltimore, because that's where the, the NAACP is based and in D.C., that, you know, President Cornell Williams Brook just got arrested in Jeff Sessions, Alabama office, protesting that this man was a racist. And I'm like saying, well, if you're really going to stand up and say that you are protecting the the blacks, my niggers down in Baltimore and New York and everywhere, then you obviously want to take a stand on all the special ed black kids that were working for three years of slave labor through Baroque High School. Doesn't that make sense, Frank? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I was on point with all my niggers down. Well, I'm following along, but I mean, you know, I've been listening to this for a while. I don't know how understandable it is, like, for a first-time listener. Uh, but, all right, you know. folks, for a first-time listener, they want to crucify Jeff Sessions saying he's a, a racist because he challenged all these fake voting uh, uh, ballots that were mailed in. And I'm saying, and so they actually just sat in his office last week and did this big sit down and all got arrested in Alabama as a protest about this racist senator named Jeff Sessions. Well, I'm saying to all these black do-gooders that, you know, where were you when I stood up for 300,000 black and Puerto Ricans that had their test grades destroyed that actually passed so that they could be failed and sent to summer school and have their whole education careers destroyed. That's a virtual rape of their entire life earnings. Yeah. Their future. Yeah. Gee, whatever happened to a black mind is a terrible thing to waste. Let's just rape them. But you see, do you think Chuck Schumer is going to ask that question of Jeffrey Sessions tomorrow? Uh, no. Maybe somebody will, because I filed it personally in front of them. And so we have to go to the song tonight. Oh, the song. Well, I have to dedicate it, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. The uh, the, the uh, awards ceremony. I forgot about that. That's right. And tonight, I am dedicating this song to Melania Trump, the first woman elect. Now, as you know, Melania Trump and Donald Trump, some baron, 
is autistic. That's what Rosie O'Donnell claims. I haven't yeah. seen any admission from the Trumps in any way that that's true. Well, this is why I'm playing this song from Melania. Melania, I'm from Washington, D.C. And the reason you don't want to come down there is because you're afraid that Barron will freak out because he's removed from his setting. Yeah, I'd freak out. I know that, and I'm not autistic. Shut up, Frank. <laughs> and don't be stupid. And I'm not 10 right? years old either, and I'd still freak out about around a bunch of pedophiles that run around in Washington, D.C. Darn right I'd freak out. That's Pizzagate, folks. That's what Frank's talking about. Now, what I'm suggesting to Melania, and in fact, it has been done before, is where you take Barron and you place him in a school at Andrews Air Force Base, which is under the U.S. military protection, where he can attend classes with other 10-year-old boys that are sons of generals, the sons of high-ranking Saudi Arabian royalty, and the sons of high-ranking Chinese officials. Well, listen... And I'm not criticizing you. I just, I really am curious. Why do you think it's not best to just keep the kid where he's used to? Because Donald Trump cannot function as the president without his wife next to him. And she is the first lady. She has a responsibility to the United States as the first lady. Second of all, they're going to throw all these prostitutes at Donald. They're going to drug him up, and before you know it, they're going to have him on tape with ecstasy, Melania. And your husband's little wee-wee is going to be seen all over YouTube. So if you don't stand down there by your husband, he's going to be caught on tape, drugged up with little underage children. That is the protocol that they have set up to take Donald Trump down. And they have done it with almost every president. So Melania, every woman in D.C. is ready to guard your back. Every general in the U.S. military is ready to guard your son. It is your daughter-in-law, Ivanka Trump, who I personally went to and said, Ivanka, you need to pay these little black boys their, their wages for three years of working in Trump Tower's basement because your father is too cheap to pay them. And she said, fuck Bader Ginsburg. All right. So, you know, there, you, need to be, you need to be punished somehow. Okay. You'll punish me after the show. Okay. And I'll say this because it's worthwhile to everybody listening out there. They are going to set Donald Trump up with an underaged girl or little boy. He's going to be drugged on ecstasy. And he's going to be placed on tape in order to blackmail him. It happens every presidency. From FDR on down. So let's get with the program, Melania. Every wife in D.C. is depending on you to come in and stop it. 
And the only way you can do that is to take the east wing while Barron is safe and secure in a highly educated forum at Andrews Air Force Base surrounded by the sons of generals, the sons of high-ranking princes and kings from Saudi Arabia, and high-ranking Chinese officials who will not let anybody abuse your child. Like that special ed guy got terrorized on the train on tape in Chicago. And with that, I am dedicating also this this music video to Usa bin Ahmed Al Sudari, the mother of King Salman, as well as Peng Liuan, who is the wife of Xi Jinping, and of course. Michelle Obama, First Lady of the United States, who said, I quote, strong men don't need to put down women. Hit it, Frank. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.